Welcome back to Factory Sealed. It is September 9th, 2018. My name is Eric Peters, and joining me today, Mr. Yam Ragan. Hello, people. Hi. Hey. And against his own free will, Mike Tyson. Sabra. 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 Like soup hey, bra. Yeah, do you not eat your soup out of bras? <laughs> Well, and what obviously. you do is you get you get like a very you get someone's bra who's got a very ample bosom, right? You hang the bra from one hook on one side and then on a hook the other side so that the, the cup is facing like kind of upwards, like convex, and you put the soup into each one. You have a soup in one side and then you put your dipping bread on the other side. And then at the end, when there's a little bit left, it's like a, like the, the the miso soup cups that you get at a Japanese restaurant that you just kind of like shoot back. Yeah, exactly. Or you could put one of the armholes around your neck and then hold it out with the other hand, and it's just like a like a like a buffet. You could have two mm. different types of soup. Ooh, Ooh. you rebel! <laughs> what two soups would you put together? Um, Tomato well, bisque and broccoli and cheese. Oh, okay, yeah. Bit of minestrone in the right one. Oh, wait, uh, wait, wait, wait! Cream of tomato in the left. Clam chowder. Oh, Ugh, God. No. Ugh, no. no. Those are so bad, Eric. No, wait. I love clam chowder. You can just shut up. <laughs> okay. White sauce clam chowder, not the red. Oh. Okay. And then... Uh, I always think of Ace Ventura when someone says clam chowder. Yeah. What's well, the best road? sauce or the white? <laughs> I can never remember this bit. <laughs> What's the password? New England clam chowder. <laughs> no. Uh, that got dumb. <laughs> From the start. No kidding. <laughs> I'm not completely here against my own will. Yeah, but it took a bit of coercion. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Dan Curtis isn't here. He is on a pilgrimage to harvest a new potato from Ireland. He's not gone to Ireland. He's gone to Iceland. I think he said Iceland. <laughs> I think he said Iceland, but he meant Ireland because he wanted us to think that he was going somewhere cooler than he really is. Even though Eric's <laughs> dyslexic. Yeah. Either way, he's going to get a new potato. Because he has been the uh, the reason, the cause that we had to have some bad audio quality the past couple shows. We he apologize. has been banished. We sent him on a pilgrimage. <laughs> is Iceland known for its potatoes? I've Googled Iceland potatoes, but the problem is in so, the UK, there's like a frozen food store called Iceland. <laughs> I and heard, that's all I'm going to get. <laughs> I heard something about Iceland, and I have no idea if this is true or not, but I'm going to say it. Apparently, the population there is so uh, so small and limited in scope, and there's really not much immigration or emigration that 
there is a, I don't know if it's a government-funded app that you can check to see if whoever you meet is some relative of yours so you don't accidentally start inbreeding. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's amazing. I know in the recent World Cup I heard some statistic that they... Um, like it was a massive percentage of the of the actual population that were considered for the football team. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, the soccer team. I found it. New app helps Icelanders avoid accidental incest. <laughs> you meet someone, there's chemistry, then come the introductory questions. What's your name? Come here often? Are you my cousin? <laughs> In Iceland, Brilliant. a country with a population of 320,000 where almost everyone is distantly related, inadvertently kissing cousins is a real risk. <laughs> Jesus. So, in my younger days, as a more promiscuous man, me and my group of friends, if we ended up going home with a girl, this is going to be very male chauvinistic, I do apologize. One of the first questions when we got back home was usually, did you bag up? Meaning, did you remember to wear a condom? <laughs> right? So, in Iceland, is it like, you go around to your, your mate comes back from, you know, one night stand. Uh, wasn't she sister, was she? Just checking. <laughs> cousin? No, for check. Did, did you use the app? Did you use the app? <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that something that I remembered for this show was uh, not Real. complete shit. The Icelandiga app or app of Icelanders. Yeah, there you go. Don't fuck your cousin. <laughs> It's not that's a good gosh. feeling when you realize that girl is a second cousin. <laughs> that's a <laughs> direct like quote. like talking from experience. People may think it's funny, but the app is a necessity. Is it a free app? I hope so, because you just bump the app before you bump in bed. That's the catchy slogan. <laughs> I hope Dan downloaded the app before he went. Do you think like the two people are laid in bed like... Shall we, shall we take the next step? Yeah, let's let's take the next step. All right, boot up your phone. Let's have a look. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, you're my sister. <laughs> like, that would just be an instant mood kill. Like, oh, man, I got to check to see if I'm related to you. I knew it was too good to be true that we had loads in common. <laughs> we really we even have the same dad. I, th- I knew that was suspicious. <laughs> Good lord, I'm going to stop reading that that article because that's a bit much. <laughs> I imagine head's pretty similar. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Apart from those like children playing on the football um, on the football field, I didn't see anyone else other than Dan and Crystal. And it's questionable whether Crystal was real. So, did you see that picture that Dan posted not too long ago about the the Het fun days? It looks like Silent Het. No shit. Come <laughs> get murdered. Just- Come sacrifice your children. Free rent for a month. <laughs> Everything is just covered in a constant uh, fog. <laughs> and there's just ghostly figures everywhere, but nobody actually lives there. I didn't yeah. hear any uh, air raid sirens when I was there. <laughs> yeah. Did you have a radio that started crackling? Yeah. <laughs> was there a guy looking for his daughter? <laughs> Did you see a little girl named Cheryl? <laughs> What's going on in this town? <laughs> Have you seen my daughter? Have you seen my girlfriend? She's tall, blonde hair, loves toilet paper. Her name's Crystal. <laughs> I was say the Doesn't same do thing. so well in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> I 
overheats quickly. <laughs> I feel a bit guilty laughing about that while Dan's not here. <laughs> Too soon? Nah, it's been a while now. Nah! It's all right. I'm in a negative yeah. mood today. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get a different version of Mike. <laughs> Fun Mike. <laughs> Fun Mike. Because <laughs> I'm normally Gosh. droll and dull. <laughs> mm, Mike Tyson. <laughs> How is everyone? Aside from Mike being in a bad mood. Good. Good. Right. Good. Fine. It's now we're coming into colder weather, so I can wear jeans again. Time to start looking for a job. Yep. 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 Reality yep. sets in. Oh shit! We're actually here, and we have to survive. Oh, I, I think I'd get bored being unemployed that long. Ugh. I hate long weekends off. Oh, the grass is greener, that's for sure. Yeah. I find ways to fill my time. Lots and lots of internet uh, videos of promiscuous nature. Yeah, YouTube and other ones. Spending lots of money. <laughs> Yeah, lots of money I don't have. Mm. <laughs> oh, speaking you're of... going to replace anytime soon. <laughs> speaking of spending money, um, last show, we were talking about whether or not I should buy a certain console. Well, I bought I, it. I thought you'd talked yourself out of it, honestly. I was fairly convinced I'd talked myself out of it as well, but one of these deals came along that I just couldn't turn my nose up at um i ended up getting an xbox one x for 300 bucks never played the scorpio edition too I'm like yeah all right i mean i was on the fence about it at 500 so for almost half off i guess i have to throw at it <laughs> and let me to tell be you fair, what yeah when you said how cheaply you'd got it i probably would have done the same thing yeah and the circumstances in which i got it too i'm like yeah we're gonna make a we're we're gonna make good of a bad situation here. Um, that thing is exceptional. I I'm just I'm not gonna mince my words. It is. I've shit on the Xbox quite a bit this generation, uh, but man, what an incredible machine! Just in Fast. terms. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, the UI sometimes oddly hangs up. I can't stand the Xbox UI. It's so cumbersome. Yeah, uh, there's ads everywhere, and it just it doesn't flow. the The XMB or the modified version of the XMB for the the PS4, it, it's great. It's just yeah. what I'm used to. And uh, I was gonna say though, is is your issues with the Xbox One lack of familiarity? I mean, I'm a few weeks into this thing now, and I've I've played it every single day, and it's still just not. There's that lack of intuitiveness that the ps4 has like ps4 here's your game scroll back and forth or you go up to go to your settings and that that's it this has um it has home where it's got still advertisements and then you can go down and go to my apps and games with a few that are pinned there but then to go into it to see all of them you have to click on that button or then you can go down to something else and then they have a microsoft game pass uh page and then they have the store page and then sometimes the game pass page loads you into the store it's just it's really cumbersome and pressing the the microsoft button doesn't take you back to the home screen it pulls out this little 
wedge on the left side that you can go through different settings up top or press home and then go back to the home page. You know, it's probably something I'll get used to over time, but it's just, it's a bit more of a learning curve. Eric, mm. I, I don't think you've spoke about it on the show, but you know all your issues you've been having with your HDR and your PlayStation? Yes. And Any issues with the Xbox? Because you, so, you were trying to figure out whether it's your PlayStation or your TV. Yeah, quick, uh, quick recap of that, because I've been sharing with Mike quite heavily about what's been going on. But as soon as I got my um, HDR TV and the PS4 Pro, I started noticing that the HDR was was messing up quite heavily to the point where I just stopped using it. Uh, it was kind of a chore to get to turn on. As soon as it would turn on, or I would turn it on, everything on the screen would get washed out and blown out with with orangish contrast, and it just became a headache. Uh, it was doing the exact same thing with the Xbox, and then um, I just I reset literally everything and started from scratch one more time. I'm like, let's see if this works out. And I think part of the reason was I was trying to force things into HDR that weren't. HDR, or I was trying to force HDR content into HDR before it was ready to turn into it. So, uh, but hold on, you say that you try, you might have been trying to force non-HDR content into HDR. Yes, my my TV, I think yours is much fancier than TV than mine. It knows if it's not HDR, so it just doesn't put HDR on. Yeah, so mine, you can actually go to the display settings and physically switch it on. It yeah, could... I had to physically switch mine on in the first instance because when I first got mine, I was playing God of War and I was like, oh, this looks amazing in 4K. And then literally five minutes before I was about to finish God of War, I realized I hadn't actually turned the HDR on the TV on. Oh, shit. But I, but I put that <laughs> setting on, on the TV. But when I... So if, I, if I'm playing my PlayStation, if I play a game that's HDR compatible, um, it comes up saying, the TV pops up saying it's now in HDR mode. And then if I go into another game, it, the screen goes black for a second then comes back on, it's in non-HDR. Yeah, and, and for some reason, back, mine has back. mine has now started automatically switching. Oh, okay. So I think the issue, part of the issue, might have been I had a setting ticked in there somewhere that I I couldn't find to uncheck. Um, but I think the other part of it too is that I was thinking incorrectly that I had to go in and manually turn HDR on every time. So it's like, all right, I'm going to load in God of War. I'm going to flip on the HDR and then go into the game, and it would look like shit. Instead of letting the TV detect the HDR signal and make the change on its own, oh, so yeah, every, hasty, everything's my child. Everything's great now. It looks fantastic. I haven't had that single washout issue yet, but I haven't played the PSVR since. So that's the one thing that was causing some of the issues. Was as soon as I'd be done playing PSVR, I'd come back to the the home screen of the PlayStation, and everything would just look flat and muddy. But I think with the new receiver that I put in that does pass 4K HDR content, it's processing things through properly. Mm. See, I'm having a bit of an issue with mine, but I've looked online and apparently it's a very, very common issue with 4K HDR TVs and the PS4 Pro. Um, it seems to be the handshake between the, the, the console and the TV through the HDMI. Um, something to do with the HDCP settings. Um, yeah. Basically, every now and again, the sound cuts out just for a moment. Uh, and then every now and again, the stream will cut out just for a moment as well. And the only way I've seemed to, if it starts doing it, the only way I can seem to be able to rectify it is pull the HDMI out, then put it back in into the back of the PlayStation. It seems to fix it for ages, and then a few hours later, it'll start happening again. Weird. But I've been doing, yeah, been doing loads of searching online, and I, I'm not the only one with the issue, apparently. Huh. Yeah, I'm just glad that it's been sorted because I was getting really annoyed. I was thinking this 75 inch Sony XBR was. 
fucked up. And I tried calling Sony, and they're like, oh, it's out of warranty, so go stuff it. Huh. You're on your own now! It's really cool, though, because the TV has a setting where Sony can actually remote into it. They're watching you, Eric. Well, they are. Watching you, Jack. Right. Yeah, I don't care. They've seen you with that <laughs> VR porn on. I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> I ain't bothered. Naked apart from the VR headset. Yeah, whatever. Nothing I'm afraid of. I ain't ashamed of it. Uh, yeah, so the Xbox One has been, it's also caused me a little bit of heartache in the past month as well, because the first thing I did was uh, pay the $10 to change my gamer tag, and um, then I got Game Pass, which, that is no joke, that is probably one of the best gaming deals you can possibly get, so if you're not familiar with what it is, it's $10 a month, and it's just this huge library of games that rotates uh, on a monthly basis. Some of the games are in there for quite a while. Others rotate in and out each month, but they, they spread it out throughout the month. So you'll get some new games at the beginning, some in the middle, and some at the end. And I kind of went on a little bit of a uh, download spree and didn't realize that in the time since I had last checked, our internet provider had removed the unlimited data restriction and put a terabyte cap on it. So Two days into the billing cycle, I get an email saying, hey, you've used 90% of your, your data for the month. Like, the fuck? That can't be true. Yeah, I downloaded over a terabyte worth of games in a day and a half. <laughs> so, so if, you, if you download a game from the Game Pass and then they remove it, like, do they tell you before? Do they give you a heads up that they're going to remove a game from the Game Pass library? I have no idea. Okay. Frankly, I, I assume it's like PS Plus, where once you've downloaded nope. it, as long as you're signed into your profile, you... Nope. No? That's like games with gold, which is more PlayStation Plus, where those are the games you, you yeah, are I know given that exists. to keep. Um, yeah, yeah, I know that exists, but surely... Game... You can, can, can you play the Game Pass games whilst you're offline? Yeah. You physically download them. So if they disappear off... Yeah, that's what I mean. If they disappeared off the library, as long as you're signed in, then surely you can use them still? Maybe it does something like what Spotify does, where it checks in every so often to verify. Yeah. Where if you haven't connected to the internet in X amount of time, it won't open. I don't know. It probably has has to re-authenticate if that's... I'm not too concerned about it, because I'm never physically offline with those consoles. They're just hardwired. Interesting. Hmm. That's a really sweet deal though. It sounds like a Netflix for games. Yeah, it's a it's a fantastic ten dollars a month. And then I paid the sixty dollars for Xbox Live. I don't know if that's really gonna be worth the, the yearly thing, but because I don't really play multiplayer games anymore. Um, yeah. I can't even tell you the last time I jumped online and played something multiplayer. Mario Kart. Rocket League, Mario Kart. Well, for something that was a paid subscription. Oh. Speaking of which, isn't the Nintendo thing supposed to start becoming paid pretty soon? Mid-September is this is all we know. Ugh. And that is pretty much all we know. That's interesting. Although there's um, a bit of controversy with that because obviously with that you get the cloud saves and there are games up on the store already that have, uh, some of them have it and some of them don't. There's wording that uh, it won't be compatible with cloud saves nintendo online cloud saves it will or won't some games won't huh 
I think one of the not that not that it's that important on the Switch anyway, not for me anyway. Um, like I think one of the FIFA games has a thing up there about it not being compatible with Nintendo Online cloud saves, but then on things like Mario Kart, it doesn't say it, it specifically isn't there. That's weird. Mm. Yeah. Well, isn't that also gonna for... isn't that also gonna introduce the ability to back up your Switch so that if you lose it, you don't lose everything? I'm not sure if it's going that far. I just know it's cloud saves. Hmm. Yeah, because apparently right now, if your if your switch dies or crashes or whatever, you're just done. You've lost everything. I'm yeah, there's not, been a few yeah. internet celebrities who have uh, internet celebrities and internet personalities that I listen to who they've had an issue with their switch and Nintendo have been ace and sorted it out. They've sent it off to them, but they've sent it back and their switch has been wiped or they've got a brand new one and they've just Ugh. lost like. 80 hours of Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I'm still debating whether to switch my uh, switch my region on the Nintendo store. Because I think I might actually have to get a whole new friend ID and stuff like that. Friend code. But I'm not... I don't actually know what happens. So I've just been afraid to click it and I've just kept my UK account. <laughs> Surely you could submit like a request ticket to find out what would happen. Yeah... I just haven't really got around to it. And I just don't want to lose all my data and stuff like that. I'm I'm just a bit, it's all a bit up in the air what happens with all your Switch data. Mm. It's just the console that's region orientated, isn't it? You can't even do separate profiles. Yeah, you exactly. Can. I don't think you can. Are you sure? Oh, you're talking like separate profiles in different regions. You can yeah, have multiple yeah, yeah. profiles yeah. on one console. Oh yeah, 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 but I don't yeah. think you can have them different regions. Not like like on the PlayStation, you could have different regions. Yeah, got it. Hmm. So. Oh, although, hang on, wait, 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 wait. No, hang on. If it works like the PlayStation version, no, you can have it. I've no, I've heard of somebody doing this where they have one profile that's oh, on yeah, the US store and one and one on the Japanese store on the Switch. Yeah, you can. Tom. Oh, just make oh. a brand new Nintendo account. In the in your new region, and then yeah. when you do your profile on the Switch, when you log into your Nintendo account on there, just log it on there. So I could buy a game on my uh, North American I, account and play it on my UK account. Don't know if that'll work. Okay, that might not work. But then you just all of your friends that you have on the Switch, you just make sure you're friends with them on both accounts. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, I would That's say is the, is the way around that. It's not like you're achievement hunting or anything on the Switch, is it? So exactly. Yeah, I've kind of given up trophy hunting on PlayStation. It was like never trophies. a thing for me. I yeah, I liked cool. um, achievements back in the day on the 360. I kind of got into that for a bit. Oh yeah, what's your gamer? What's your gamer score? Oh, we got ten thousand. Yeah. <laughs> that was definitely me. Yeah, <laughs> you were that asshole. So, sounds just like you. <laughs> yeah thanks for that voice um, it's really attractive so all of my goodies from missouri finally showed up yay oh. i was concerned about it for a while you fixed that game gear yet no okay so i'm gonna uh, this is how things go when i look for something i'll look for it forever and not find it and then as soon as i find it i start seeing it everywhere it was the exact case with Legends of Heroes Trails in the Sky. As soon as I bought that sealed copy, I started finding copies wherever I went. And same thing with the Game Gear. Um, bought this one. Doesn't work. I was just at one of the local stores uh, the other day. 
they had three Game Gears in, all perfectly working. One of them even had a screen mod, $40. Ah, what? So I think what I'm going to do, if it's still there today or tomorrow, I'm going to buy that one and just swap the case. So I have the blue one. Swap the case? Yeah, just pull the guts out from the black one and shove it in the blue one. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, do that. Yeah. But then what are you going to do with the other Game Gear? Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> Nail it to the wall. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I. It's been fun. I actually spent a whole bunch of time the past couple of weeks setting up my uh, spare bedroom as just a game room because I got that CRT and I started mm-hmm. unpacking different boxes of consoles. I'm like, hey, you know what? I never really played any of my old consoles because it was such a chore to dig out the tote and then go to the two totes that had wires and dig through those for the right wires and then go to the controller bin and dig out the controllers and then go to the game bin and dig out the games. So I bit the bullet and spent some money and bought a, uh, a stand to put all the consoles in, um, bought some switchers and ran all the cables and hung new shelves and just kind of straight up organized everything. So it's walk in, turn the TV on, turn a console on, and it works. And Nice. Man, that's been a blast. Every night, Christy and I go in there and play games for an hour, hour and a half. And, and it, nice. it's, it's great to just be able to pull a game off the shelf, pop it in, and, and go. Um, yeah. I mean, why have all that stuff if you can't have it out on display ready to be used? Yeah. Um, it's a dream, son. It's, yeah. it's, it's really cool. cool. And a little pro tip, if, if you've got loads of controllers, which I imagine you do, um, I put each controller in a Ziploc bag. I tried doing that. Well. I tried yeah. doing that. I, I'm not that organized. So all I've done is I've okay. put some, I've, I've uh, attached a Velcro strip to like a really long one to each cable. And I force myself whenever I'm done, Velcro up the cable. And that way, <laughs> so I leave two controllers by each console. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Whatever works. Why, for you. why the Ziploc bag, Tom? So then all like the cable as well as the controller just is like, contained in the bag. And then you end up just having a bunch of bags in a drawer, and so the cables don't get all tied up with each other. Ah, That's one way. I mean, also yeah. then, because then you're not... Because it's actually bad for the controller to wrap um, a wire around. Oh, really yeah. Well, you can do it loosely, but tightly, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. it's one of my pet hates that is with controllers when you see people like, wrapping them really fucking tightly and you can, you can see it right where the wire goes in and it's just pulling on it. And it's yeah. like, no! I'll usually give like a six inch lead from the controller and then I'll, I'll like spread my pinky and my thumb apart and I'll wrap the controller around that distance so that nothing's too yeah. terribly tight. Yeah. That's cool. So yeah, that's definitely been a good time. Um, I have admittedly discovered one version of a Mega Man game that I hate playing. Who's that? Mega Man X4 on the Sega Saturn. No, who, who's Mega Man? I've never heard of him. Oh, we'll talk about him in a minute. <laughs> Just you hold your tits. Uh, All right. Hold it. <laughs> oh, fuck. This bra's got soup in. <laughs> <laughs> Full circle. Um, that Saturn controller is not laid out for Mega Man games. But you playing it with the big, big circular one? No, 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 no. Um, I never understood the genesis and why they wanted to have three buttons straight across the the d-pad style configuration where top bottom left right always made more sense um when you're playing Mega Man, you need to be able to jump and shoot simultaneously and and 
being able to hold your thumb over the two buttons in a comfortable fashion, like the the Y and the the B, mm. you can't do that on the Saturn unless you hold your thumb at a like a sideways, sideways angle, and it just doesn't it doesn't play well. Yeah, um, it looks great. The audio on it's fantastic, but fuck it. It was. Yeah. I thought the Saturn had a had six buttons. It does. It has two rows of three. Yeah, because yeah, you're not a bit odd. put shoot on the. I don't think you, you can reconfigure. I don't think uh, you can. That's a shame. Yeah, it's odd. Like that... the, a lot of the Mega Drive and Genesis games, they just didn't lend themselves well to the controller. Like they released the port of Street Fighter for Mega Drive, and A, B, C are light punch, uh, medium punch, heavy punch, and then you press start to switch the buttons to kicks. Ah, sucks. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's like Mortal Kombat games on the Mega Drive, because um, I, I used to have Mortal Kombat 2. Um, the punches on that, so A was punch, and if you wanted to do like the slightly higher punch that you could do, you had to do A and a direction. So the only yeah. way you could do the standard one. But a lot of games um, on the Mega Drive, fair play to them, they did it because you could get a six-button controller for the Mega Drive, so it'd have A, B, C, and X, Y, Z. Oh, yeah. Um, and a lot of games you could configure it for that because when I when we played Beyond Oasis on the last show, you could change it to a six button configuration. Ah, okay, interesting. Hmm. And I think that's when they borrowed the when they created the Saturn, they borrowed the idea from the six button Mega Drive controller because I don't think they're too dissimilar, to be honest. No, they're not. Hmm. They're not too terribly different. The best controller they did, I think, was their final shot with the Dreamcast. Well, that yeah, that kind of set the stage for the Microsoft or the Xbox controller. Yeah, that thing that thing was real innovative, as you yeah. would say it, Tom. Innovative. <laughs> I think that's how Dan says it. <laughs> innovative, innovative. Uh, no, it had the. It was the first one. that had the analog triggers. Uh, yes. Um, the configuration of the joysticks being offset. Yeah, and some like. Actually, no, there the, wasn't uh, the offset. Never mind. We had the um, the little VM unit in the middle as well. That cool I have little... so many of those memory cards. Christy really? and I were playing some Mortal Kombat Gold, and she's like, what the hell is this thing? I'm like, take it out and show you, and I plug it together, and there's certain games you can play that you can... Yeah. yeah. It's like a little micro Game Boy. It was neat. I remember playing um, uh, Resident Evil Code Veronica on Dreamcast, and I think the little VM unit is used as the uh, your lifeline. That's cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, we've uh, we've definitely had a lot of fun with that. I just have a bag of like 15 or 20 of them because when GameStop was stopping, or they were getting rid of their retro games, they just pennied out all these VMUs. Like, I'm going to buy all of them. Are they worth anything? I don't think so. And even if they are, I'm not going to get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to let them collect dust. Yeah. Visual memory unit. Um, oh, is that what it stands for? Yeah. Yeah, VMU mini games, and they can, they've can they got adapters at the top where you can plug them into each other in battle. I think there's a Pokemon thing you could do with it. It's pretty cool. Uh, Dreamcast was a neat little console. I know we've talked about it a lot, but man, that thing was ahead of its time. Yeah, it really was. I still would quite like one. They're not too terribly expensive. No, and there's quite a few games that are still kind of stuck on that system a little bit. I need to get a second one. I, well, I like the black one. I don't like that it's the Sega Sports Edition. Like, <laughs> I don't give a Why shit not? You love about sports. sports. Oh, I do, especially that soccer. 
<laughs> that kicky ball. Kicky rounders. Yeah. Speaking of Sega, though, I am a bit disappointed. I've come to discover that the Gen 1 Genesis that I got is yeah. bad. Is bad? It's bad. It's bad. It I love the Gen 1. No, no, no. Drive. It doesn't work. Oh. No. <laughs> so we thought the there was... We thought there was an issue uh, when we were in Missouri with the the LCD panel not being able to process the sound coming out of it or whatever, but got it home, hooked it up to my CRT, no audio, and started looking into it. And that's kind of a common issue with the Gen 1s where you'll get video and, and no audio because there could be a, a one of the plethora of capacitors have blown or something could have come unsoldered. and Something like, in that blast processing. <laughs> <laughs> those high definition graphics um some people are saying yeah the best the best course of action for repair is to take a 3.5 to rca cable out of the headphone jack on the front well i guess that works but <laughs> um from what i remember when you showed us the picture of that uh the volume was missing the switch as well it was yeah it was. Indicator there that it's been roughed up a little bit you know, and I, I had I had Megatrice. extra Genesis to drop onto the top. I had the Gen 2s, and the Sega CD that I have has the extender on the end of it so that it'll fit the Gen 1, but when you take that extender off and put the Gen 2 on there, the Gen 2 hangs off the side and looks like crap. Oh, yeah. Does so, your Is your Mega CD the one with the tray that slides out, or is it the no, pop open? No, it's the pop open. Ah, I wonder if they did a Gen 2 of the Sega CD. The one that slides is really cool. I think that was the original, wasn't it? I think yeah, it was. Yeah, it's the one that used to fit under the Gen 1, didn't it? Yeah, it was neat. Yeah, no, mine definitely sits one. on the side. Like a, like yeah, a disc that, that was the one. For, yeah, that was the one for the, the Gen 2. I used to hate the Gen 2 Mega Drive. I love it. Yeah, same. We had, we had a Gen 1 one at home. I just think it looked so cool. Like, it's, it was just a very classic look. Yeah, like that mean black with the gold... Um, 16-bit letters. thought it was really yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, I like the Sega CD. We've, we've been playing a few games. I bought Flashback for it, and uh, nice. it's cool. The Sega CD is really cool. They've got yeah, some it was really sweet ahead games of time. I really want to start getting some of the RPGs for it. I think they have Lunar on there. and You should look into Shining Force CD. Oh, yeah. As well. That's, that was a very popular Sega CD game. The music when you boot up the the Sega CD CD for the menu is intense. It's definitely like early '90s futuristic sci-fi representation. It's it's quite funny. Which one's that? Just the menu music for when you boot up the Sega CD. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. It's neat. I think uh, I didn't know anybody that had one. That was another one of those things as a kid that I really wanted. Oh man, look at yeah. this! Here's—I I think I found a picture of the original one, where it sits underneath. Yeah, that's um, that's the one that my friend had, and I just thought it was the coolest thing. There. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. It looks like a—it looks like a really ugly spaceship. Yeah. If you go on to that um, link that you've sent accidentally sent above it, it has the side one at the side. Yep, that's the one I have. Right, so the image. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that Victor Wonder Mega? 
A Victor Wonder Mega? Yeah, underneath oh, it. Talking about. So, oh, okay. If you no look idea. to the right of that, the <laughs> Sega CDX, do you guys know about that? Oh, okay. So I think this was when they made a model that was just both the Genesis and the C- uh, Sega CD together. They just put it into one system. It was probably Japan only. This was kind of right around the time that like portable CD players really became all the rage. And Sega's like, well, we've got a CD-based console. Why don't you just stick it in your pocket? And uh, <laughs> these things are exceptionally rare. Um, I saw my first one at a store probably about two months ago, and the person who had brought it in had found it in his mom's closet during her estate she had passed and recalled that when he was a kid, he got this for Christmas, opened it, played it once, did something, and his mom took it away and forgot about it. So it had been sitting in its box for 30 years. Never, I mean, it it still it had everything. The original um, twist ties still around the mouse. The rubber feet had no scratches on them or anything. Like this thing had never been touched. Four hundred dollars. Like I can't. I don't like Sega that much. <laughs> but that's one of those like systems I'd like to have one day. And which it, one was that one again? The CDX. Oh, the CDX. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm looking at it now. Yeah, it's just a portable Walkman. It, it honestly looks like a like a uh, it looks like portable a CD player that, that, the that you stuff a yeah. Genesis cartridge into the back. Yeah, really cool. Look how short the cable is for the controller. I think that's just for the picture, Tom. Okay, because <laughs> it's <laughs> it might not be. <laughs> I think that's just for the picture, Tom. I think it's just it might be the because it's portable. They think that you're going to be. Oh, I don't fuck knows. <laughs> Yeah, I think I have the Sega Genesis or the Sega CD one because I'm looking at this. There's a Sega CD two with the Genesis two, so they've changed the format. Fortunately, it still works. It just doesn't look aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, and but you have a 32x as well, right? I do. I have two of them now. I never actually played one of those. There's not many games on it. No, there's a Sonic Doom game 32x it, is phenomenal. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really good. Huh. Virtue Racing, oh. Virtue Fighter, uh, all those fun things. Nice. Nice. So, yeah, it's been uh, it's been a, a a good couple weeks of unboxing and just kind of playing some old stuff. Yeah, that's cool. I like the way you've set it up. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Uh, when you're finished, you should put a picture on the Facebook. Oh, yeah, I definitely will. I just haven't had time to kind of put the final touches on it. And I still have some extra shelving that I need to put up for my Super Nintendo and all those things. Can you Photoshop your car steering wheel into the back when you take a photo? (laughs) (laughs) I like how that's become a thing. Because I was looking through the Facebook page and like, whenever I'll get a new game or something and post a picture of it, nine times out of ten, it's in front of my steering wheel. And Zach does the same thing when he sends me a picture of a game he picks up. It's like, oh, it's a steering wheel, here's a picture. Can't wait till I get home. Next time I buy a game, I might have to just like, ask my Uber driver if he wouldn't mind taking a photo of it. <laughs> <laughs> steering wheel. Leave him a tip at the end. Yeah. Or just go up to a parked car and hold it in front of the window with the steering wheel in the back. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, guys. Hello. A very important demo came out two days ago. Backdoor Sluts 21. I think I remember it. Was it Shining Resonance? It was Murder on the Eurasia Express 2. The murdering. <laughs> Murder again. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Shining Resonance refrain on the Switch. I don't it think that's it. Murder on the Eurasia Express, colon, <laughs> she's got a ticket to ride. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the backdoor sluts crossover you always wanted. Backdoor sluts V fist oh, environment. There's number three as well. She got a ticket to Raha Hyde. Uh, some straight up Beatles humor for you there. <laughs> oh, oh dear. Um, let me tell you about Mega Man Eleven. Oh, yes. me tell- Yeah. All right then. All we right, are going then. You we are just just a hair over um under a month away from the release of this thing, and uh, Nintendo was supposed to do a direct last week that got canceled at the last minute due to the tsunami, right? Uh, the earthquake. Earthquake, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it kind of left a lot of these publishers in a in a little bit of a limbo, like, well, we've scheduled our marketing campaigns around this reveal, so we're just going to announce this crap anyway. You know, stuff like Civ 6 for the Switch was just randomly announced and all this and that, and then um, a Mega Man 11 demo just randomly dropped for the Switch one night, and then the next day it came out for PS4 and Xbox. Um, I was cautiously optimistic about Mega Man 11 because, you know, the history's been a little bit tumultuous, and they've, they've kind of forgotten about him for a while, and um, yeah, this demo has completely changed that. And I'm not just saying that because I'm ridiculously obsessed with Mega Man, but... Uh, this game, I think, is setting itself up to just be one of the better Mega Mans. Because you you downloaded the demo, right, Tom? Yeah, I grabbed it on the PS4 yesterday. I, I only spent about half an hour with it, but it was fun. It's I, it's very polished. Like I, I don't play many modern 2D side-scrollers, but it's, it's, uh, it looks like they've, they've really looked after Mega Man this time around. I know a Do lot you have of people... any history with Mega Man, Tom? Not, not really. To be honest, I, I, no. I, I don't think it was big in Europe at all. Growing up, I like Mega Man in general. What do you think? Because I didn't hear anyone ever play Mega Man. Me neither. But I was more of a Sega, Sega boy as a kid. Yeah, so same. I, I, you know, Mega Man was a big Nintendo thing, wasn't he? Really? Yeah. Um, I know. Obviously, he had Mega Drive games, but generally, his bread and butter was 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 on the Nintendo. Um, yeah. Because I've never played a Mega Man game. Never. Never. No. Well, we're gonna change that. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Well, the, well. The reason I'm bringing this up is, as someone who's never played a Mega Man game from this demo that you that you've played, um, would this be a great place to start, or do you think I'd really oh. need to go back and play the others first? Oh, Speaking so. as a general video game fan, not the ridiculous Mega Man obsessive that you are, Eric. <laughs> I think I think it could be approachable. Um, I reckon. Uh... Mega Man X is a good place to start. X is a great place to start because this game yeah. incorporates a lot of... It's a, it's a weird mishmash of 
traditional Mega Man with some of the stuff that X had incorporated. Um, mm. They've incorporated two new mechanics into this game that it kind of took me a while to get used to because it's so out of the norm for what you could do in a Mega Man game. So um, there's two new mechanics called um, Power Gear and Speed Gear. So you have this timer that you can activate using either L or R. And if you press it with L and you have one of your power-ups on, it will charge that power-up even more so than just holding down the, the, the attack button. Um, you know, with Mega Man, you can hold down the blaster and he charges it up and fires it. Well, when you have a, a, an enemy suit on, you can charge that up even more so. And the further you get towards being completely full, the more powerful it will be. But if you let it fill all the way up, it shorts out and then you, you lose that ability to, as it cools down. Uh, the other one is Speed Gear, where it essentially gives you the ability to slow down time for however long it takes to fill that gauge. And uh, they've incorporated a lot of new puzzles into the game that require you to utilize both of these on the fly. And, uh, for example, the the section... Tom, did you get to the section where they drop these these block puzzles down on a conveyor belt that you have to make your way through before you smash into the spikes on the left? Yes, yes. The first time I, I hit that, I died. All my lives gone. Because I wasn't utilizing the, the speed gear mechanic. I was trying to play it like going through the heat man level where you're just trying to jump down as quick as you can and be faster than the game forgetting that they're saying hey here's this new mechanic figure out how to use it yeah you have to use that and i and i actually didn't use it at all until you had to because it was just more to think about and i actually couldn't understand how to use it i did the tutorial but i still wasn't sure what i was doing if i'm honest with you i was just not really my kind of uh it doesn't click easily with me, that kind of stuff. But um, what else did I... Oh, yeah. And I also I found myself not really putting on the enemy suits very much. Yeah, I've always been more of just a straight just blue Mega Man, Man blaster. I, yeah. Um, they were useful every now and again. I can't remember which... I don't, I'm, apologies, I don't know the other enemies. But whichever one it was where if you push square, you kind of zip across the screen quickly like a drill. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't recall what the name of it was. There was okay. the electrical one, and then there was the the one that had the flaming spike. Yeah, the one with the flaming spike. Um, that was pretty good for getting quickly across the screen. If if the uh, when the spikes were following you on the conveyor belt, that was pretty useful. But otherwise, yeah, just stick with OG Mega Man. So I was the thing I was pleasantly surprised about was um, they kept the difficulty. The that was going to be my next question. It's mm. almost going back to early Mega Man style difficulty. Uh, Mega Man X isn't super difficult, and some of the later Mega Mans, like nine and ten, that they did for the PS3 uh, or the, the the previous gen consoles, really ramped up the difficulty. And this this modern version is hearkening back to that. So they're they're incorporating new gameplay mechanics with that traditional style of difficulty. And the other thing that blew me away was how long these levels are. It took me three full attempts before I even made it to the boss. I don't even think I got there. And then I got to the boss and just got my my ass absolutely tossed. Because I just didn't have a firm enough grasp or I hadn't ingrained it into my gameplay style of, hey, you have to utilize both your your power gear and your speed gear to 
best this boss. And I got him halfway through his health, and then he disappears and comes back as a different version of himself. So then you're not only learning one boss's um, move set within a game or within the battle, you have to learn a second boss and be able to jump back and forth between the two. Yeah. But Even visually, the, uh... visually, the game is stunning. It's. I was a little concerned that they were going to kind of go the route of of uh, Mighty Number no. Nine and yeah. go like really cartoony and chibi style, but um, yeah, it has a cell shaded look to it. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I mean. It 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 kind of popped out of the TV. Like I don't have. I'm not playing it on a particularly good TV, um, but it looks really like uh, rich. Like the colors are really bold, and it just feels very premium. Like it, and it doesn't feel cheap. Like Mighty Number no. Nine has that kind of cheap, cartoony look, and yeah. um, whereas Mega Man Eleven, yeah, totally. And and well, when you yeah. kill the enemies too, there's that uh, that awesome explosion, and the audio in it is is really good. But the game itself just yeah. flows and plays really well. Yeah, it, it's neat. It's a genuine Mega Man game. It doesn't I, feel like a cheap knockoff. Yeah, I, I I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad it's gone well. I'm glad you like it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I was I'm, really concerned, thinking like I really don't want to get my hopes up because Mega Man's kind of taken a shit recently, and yeah, I think provided the rest of the game is as solid and as engaging as this one level. I mean, we only got one level of it, but um, mm-hmm. I'm really excited for it. Nice. When is it actually being released? October 2nd, so I'm thinking that we do (laughs) our show on the 7th with a Mega Man game. Nice. But Mike, will you be here for that? He might be. He might not be. We'll Mm. we'll soon find out. I think he stepped out for a second. Yeah. Um, Which, apart from Mega Man X, what other Mega Man games have we done on the show? I th- think that's it. Really? I think that's honestly it. We may have dabbled in, in Mega Man 2 for a little bit, but... Mega Man 2 uh, is the only old Mega Man game I've played, like the ones from the NES era. When we had 8-Bit Baby on, uh, yeah, we talked about Mega Man 2, but I don't think we formally actually played it for the show. Right, okay. I like Mega Man 2. The music is awesome. Yeah. 2 is, is you know, it's kind of like the Final Fantasy 7. You know, everybody's got their 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 start with Mega Man 2. Yeah. And apparently a lot of huge Mega Man fans like yourself uh, really like 3 and consider that to be the peak of the series. What would you yeah. say to that? I would agree. Nice. And then is it 5 and 6 are on the NES as well? Is it or is it just five? Um, I can't remember. One of them apparently X four, is... five, and six. Okay, I think it's six. Maybe um, six looks like it's uh, it like it shouldn't even run on the NES. Like it's doing so much, it looks so good. Uh oh, you're talking. You're not talking the X games. You're talking regular ones. Yeah, it goes all the way up through. S- yeah, six. Yeah, I think it's six. I've heard that. It's like um, they were really clever the way they programmed it to get the most out of that system back then. It's really interesting. I read about it 
recently just because I was down the rabbit hole of Wikipedia reading about Mega Man. <laughs> yeah, that's a dark rabbit hole. So, uh, so boys, so but. something something very important came out this week. Tell me, Spider Person for the Ooh, PS4, Arachnid Man, Arachnid Man. Do oh boy, things Arachnids can. Now, now, bug boys, boy, boys. bug boy, crawling around now, on the walls. Now I know I, I seemed in a bit of a mardy when we first started this podcast, but now we're getting to talk about Spider Man for the PS4. Oh boy. <laughs> Oh, let me tell you, I'm picking those audios as we speak. Let me tell you what, I didn't give two flying shitholes about this game until the second I put it in. Oh man, this is a hell of a video game. Now, now, to get it out the way, Tom, I know you've not played it yet, and any listeners that are Mm. currently playing it or haven't played it yet, I'm going to be very selective with what I mention here. Anything I mention will not be any kind of spoiler. I might mention a side quest or two or some collectibles or something, but nothing I say will spoil the game in any way, shape, or form. We won't talk about any aspect of the story whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, I assure you of that. Excellent. Mm. Yes, Eric, you put it in, and then what happened? Huh? Installed. You put it in. (laughs) Then what happened? Did you take it back out? And put it back in. And then I put it back in. Take it back out. And take it back out. Insert... Point A into <laughs> slot B. Repeat as necessary. <laughs> that is a very literal definition of intercourse. Intercourse? Yes. Isn't that what you're talking about? Spider-Man. Oh, shit. Sorry. Wrong podcast. Is <laughs> <laughs> that the uh, cheese and pottery podcast again? Uh, no, that's the uh, dick and vagina podcast. <laughs> oh, I know it well. <laughs> D&V for short mm. um, Yeah, so I actually opened it And put it in I really thought about when I posted that video I thought, I just for a second Of extending that video On to me purchasing The game digitally I'm like, is that joke really worth $60? <laughs> <laughs> So to give some context to that, Eric on the Facebook group um, uploaded this really ridiculous video of him going, "Oh yeah, it's time to play Spider-Man." Right here we go, and opened up, like, got it out of the uh, off his shelf and everything, and then just put it up onto uh, in with his other games. And I called it. I called it as soon as you started that video. I knew you were going to what you made sealed, mind you. <laughs> See that video actually brought me some pain because one of the listeners. Um, pointed out that my games he's like this video is technically you unalphabetizing your shelf I'm like oh shit i put it in the wrong spot and then i look at the video <laughs> even closer and then the 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 w's were out of order and then i look at it again and the u's were out of order I'm like oh my god how have i been doing this <laughs> so yeah i actually did open it and play it and oh boy what a treat i know i I haven't done this in a long time, but yesterday, I mean, I planned to sp- play Spider-Man all day yesterday anyway, but I put in about nine hours straight yesterday of Spider-Man, Oof. and Oof. and I was not bored for a single second of it. I haven't done that for years. Nah, me neither. Me neither. But I put <laughs> it aside. Like, I warned Hazel that, you know, this is Spider-Man day. I'm, I'm doing nothing but this, but I, I, I expected to get to a certain point and be like... You know, I'm going to take a break for a bit, you know, let it refresh a bit. But no, I, I didn't want to put it down. I did not want to put it down. It's just one of those, very rarely do you get a game that's just 
genuinely enjoyable to play. Mm. You know, a lot of games you get, you're like, okay, this part's kind of like eh, tedious and this and that. But like every aspect of this game is just downright enjoyable. I'm itching. I'm itching to get it now. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the the biggest thing with Spider-Man games, you know, since they introduced kind of the open world aspects like they did in Spider-Man 2 on the PS2, it's the traversal, it's the web slinging, you know, that has to feel perfect and never has it felt this perfect. Oh yeah, um, that's the, that's the key, especially when you have a game world as big as this. Yeah, you oh, have to be able well. to get around quick. And I've just I've just opened up fast travel. I I do not see why you'd ever want to use see, fast I was, travel. I was actually going to ask if that's a a function that appears later in the game. Cause I'm like, yeah, you know, fast travel might be kind of cool, but then again, it would also just destroy the entire core mechanic of the game. Yeah, it uses it. Um, in, in fact, when you first when it first comes up in the story, it forces you to use it once. Does it? Um, and yeah, yeah. And there's there's actually. Um, so again, this isn't really a spoiler. There's a point in the game where he's like, "Oh, I'm going to get home. I'll take the subway." So he takes the subway. That's how the fast travel works. He's taking the subway, um, hmm. and there's actually quite funny loading screens in between of him sat on the subway in like the Spider-Man costume and everything. Oh, nice. Um, so like they obviously wanted to show that off a little bit, um, but it just moving around the world. You could literally sit for hours, just literally going around the world doing nothing if you wanted to well going around the city if you wanted to so um, i was playing this with my mom uh when i when she came over and probably the first 20 30 minutes of me showing her the game we were just swinging around the city looking for different landmarks within the city and she's like oh I'll see if we can find chinatown like there's a brooklyn bridge and then come down to mott street and it's a legitimate recreation of new york city i was gonna mm-hmm. ask that i was gonna say how close is it to feeling like you're actually in new york I've been to New York a few times, and it's pretty damn close. Nice. That's really cool. My only complaint is, like, once you get down to the street level, there's not much going on all the time. Most of the game happens from above the rooftops. Yeah, but it's a Spider-Man game. What do you expect? Yeah. I was going to ask what the detail was like on the on ground level. Was there loads of, like, taxis and people, oh, yeah. like pedestrians and stuff? Yeah. Hmm. And they have dialogue and everything as you go, you know, as you're swinging past, you'll hear them going, oh, it's Spider-Man and oh, quick, get a photo oh, and, and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> but there are some ground level things. So some of the, have you played Spider-Man 2 on the PS2, Tom? Yeah. Yes. You, you, you know, like back then there'd be, there'd be like random crimes or like a kid losing his fucking balloon or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> that would, you know, that would just randomly happen and you can intervene if you want or just go by. There's stuff similar mm-hmm. to that. So there's there's drug deals, there's muggings, there's um, car crashes where you have to save the people from the wreckage and, and all things like that. So there's stuff like right. that going on. Um, in terms of the completion, each district of the city, you know, you can check off how many of each one you've done and things like that as well. Um, but this leads me to how I've been playing this. Now, I have I am progressing through the story, but I'm progressing through the story very slowly because going back to how fantastic the traversal is and how much fun it is just to go around the city, every time a new either side quest or new collectible, because there are different collectibles, so this isn't really a spoiler because it's from the very beginning, there's these backpacks for you to collect, uh, 55 of them. And as soon as I was able to go and collect all those, I went and got them all. 
um, then other collectibles come along later on and every single time a new collectible within the story or a new bit of side quest where you you have to go to a certain point to activate that bit of side quest to go and do it I've fucked off the story and just gone and done them then before I've done anything else I've done the exact same thing I just rounded out last night all the backpacks all the landmarks and um, working towards the research centers yeah and the landmarks is so much fun as well, Tom. Like that—that's another one that's opened mm-hmm. up pretty much straight away. You, obviously, it's Peter Parker. Um, he has his camera. Um, you have to go around and actually take photos of real landmarks. Well, there's some fictional ones as well from the Marvel universe, but a lot of them are real landmarks, like uh, Madison Square Garden and um, the Manhattan Bridge and uh, the Empire State Building and stuff like that. But you have to just get photos of them. Nice. And you can basically once you activate your camera, you can you can literally swing past them and then activate your camera it goes into like a first person view gives you bullet time and then you can like take the photo and it feels so cool just swinging past and then taking snapping the shot and i would always focus on trying to get like a really good shot because it'll let you take a really shitty shot if it's just like the corner of the building in the bottom it'll still technically count but if it wouldn't be in perfect composition or focus i'd find a way to swing back through and um, get higher up in the city so i could get a nice angled shot that's so cool the last time yeah. I, I did that kind of thing where I was kind of ignoring story to do all the other stuff first was probably Final Fantasy fifteen. I did I did a lot of side stuff on that one, I remember. But yeah, I mean the great, great thing about this all of the things that you do, so the landmarks, the backpacks, uh, the crimes, uh, as Eric said, there's the research centers you do as well. You get mm-hmm. tokens for them. So each time you do them you get a lot of tokens and it's how you upgrade your gadgets your webbing and then there's also all the suits you can unlock as well um so all the suits all have a special ability but the great thing is like your special ability that you get with each suit you don't have to wear that suit to have it once you've unlocked the suit you have the special ability to put on whichever suit you want oh i didn't realize that i thought you had to have that specific suit on no no no. it's the second option down on the suit menu got it nice Um, so I, I won't spoil which ones are in there, but there are some great ones on there. There's, there's one that I've been specifically using since I got it. But I, I got the pre-order bonus as well, which the pre-order bonus was the really cool um, Iron Spider suit from um, Infinity War. And that, oh. thing, that thing looks good. It, like, it looks perfect. <laughs> nice. So, so good. Oh, that but, sounds like they've done a good job. It is, but the thing is, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm not really much of a comic book reader, but Spider-Man... It, it comes from my love of the Fox cartoon series from the early 90s. I, I'm big into Spider-Man. I really am. Like, I know bits and bobs from the comics, but I'm not, I wouldn't say I've ever properly read them and, and anything mm. like that. Uh, and one of the things I've always, always loved about Spider-Man was his relationship between being Peter Parker and being Spider-Man, how Spider-Man, being Spider-Man always gets in the way of his personal life and yeah. his relationships with his loved ones and his work and everything like that and how... how how that is always hampered from being Spider-Man. He always has this internal struggle. Can I carry on doing this? No, it's my responsibility too, and all that. Yeah. And they've absolutely nailed it in this. So, like, well, even just little from- little off comments or like Doctor Octavius would be like, "Hey, you know this habit of you being or this you being late starting to become a habit." And he's like, "How did I lose track of time and all of that?" So he he commentates <laughs> that, and he's he's self aware of that issue. Yeah, there's a bit where you're. Um, Again, don't worry, this is not a spoiler. Um, I keep saying that, I know. But there's a bit where you're web-slinging towards like, your next part of the story, and he's thinking about how to word a text to Mary Jane. And he's, oh. uh, he's going along, he's, you know, he's, he's there like, well, well, don't put this, don't put this, don't put this. 
No. And it's just, it's completely, you know, as you're just doing everything, all these things happen. It will randomly get phone calls from like Aunt May and she's like, they'll, they'll be like shooting in the background. She's like, what's all that noise? Like, oh, I'm watching a film. Yeah. And stuff like that. <laughs> Superhero <It's>, movie. Just, <laughs> just, and his quips as well. Like they've, they've got his quips down perfectly. Like one of the first missions you do, um, you know, he's chatting to this police officer on his, who, he, who you deal with from the very beginning. Um, and he, he does this whole like silly spider cop I shtick. love Spider Cop. And yeah, and it, it, the whole thing is just ridiculous. But you're, you know, you're shooting up bad guys, and he's there, like chatting to her on the radio, doing this stupid thing. And it's, oh, it's so good. It's so, so good. I, it's one of those <laughs> games where, like, when I'm not playing it, all I'm thinking about is playing it. Nice. That's really cool. And for those of you that are wondering about Puddlegate, no. <sighs> Do you know about Puddlegate? No. Hey, what's that? <laughs> right. So there's this thing, been this thing over the past week or so online since, uh, like, just before it came out. So a very early screenshot of Spider-Man on one of the construction sites. Um, there was all this water on the ground, these puddles. So when some more screenshots came out in the past, it was, I think it was in the past fortnight, the size of the puddles had been reduced and everyone was going, well, idiots on the internet were going, oh, they've obviously downgraded the graphics because they've made the puddles smaller. Oh, God. So, like, <laughs> Insomniac had to release an actual statement saying, no, we we basically did it for aesthetic reasons. There's, like, there's no fucking downgrade whatsoever. If you compare the original 2016 trailer versus what they finally released, it's so damn close. I mean, they nailed it. I, I would argue it looks better. To be honest, well, they they yeah. they tone down the the sheen that they have on Spider Man's suit, so he doesn't look so flamboyant. Yeah, <laughs> but the, but the 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 people who properly went into depth for it—they're the ones I'm calling the idiots. You know, they they made so many people online believe that there'd been a graphical downgrade, and people were saying, "Oh, I might not buy it then because of that." Who cares? It's <laughs> I know. We've proved time and time and time and time again that graphics don't make a good game. Exactly. You know, look at Celeste. Yeah, King. it looked good, but it wasn't Spider-Man quality, and it was still a phenomenal game in that same pantheon of phenomenal games. Yeah. I, I well, you know you know my feelings on Celeste. I fucking love yeah. that game. Yeah. So much. So um, much. But yeah, anyone on the fence about Spider-Man on the PS4, just get it. I was super Honestly. on the fence about it, and I finally just kind of buckled to peer pressure because, you know, I figured you guys would be talking <laughs> about it on the show. I honestly thought you were getting it, Tom, and then uh, I didn't want to be the only one that didn't have it to talk about it, but it's all I've <laughs> played. Uh, it took every ounce of effort for me to sit down and finish Spider-Man on the PlayStation 1 knowing that I could be playing the better Spider-Man game. <laughs> I think that's probably why I found it extra easy to uh, to finish Spider-Man on the PS1 when I didn't have this <laughs> glossy, premium, brand-new, shiny, insomniac-developed you know, Spider-Man to play. I was really concerned that the combat was going to be um, tedious. That's the main reason I didn't like the Arkham games. I know I make a lot of stupid jokes about like i genuinely don't enjoy the arkham games because of the combat i know that, that amazes me i love that combat system i didn't it just it, what, what, it didn't... what is it that you don't like i know you make the jokes before usual jokes of it's always just pressing square with, <laughs> it's uh, obviously it's not as bad as that but it's just what, what is it that you don't like maybe i don't like batman's combat style or i didn't like the i it just was boring 
and it felt repetitive and tedious, and there it, it didn't feel like there was much beyond, okay, I'm just going to punch this guy, and I'm going to come over here and punch that guy, and I'm going to do a cartwheel over this guy. What's happening in Spider-Man is so fluid. It's this ballet of combat where you're interacting with the environment around you and you can swing up to the ceilings and web people up and then drop down and do a kick off the wall and smash people and web people together. And there's just so much more going on than than what happened in a Batman game. You see, I thought it was just going to be essentially the Arkham system. but And, and in some degrees it is. They've, they've, they've taken the Arkham system and completely refined it and completely personalized it for the character as well. I mean, there's some parts of... There's some parts of Batman's combat in Arkham. Like, for example, you know, if if the guy is quite far away from you, you hit square, Batman will suddenly whiz across the room or he'll, like, cartwheel across the room. And, like, in those games, Batman, he's huge. He's, he's fucking jacked. Yeah. And... <laughs> Most of the combat, you feel that weight. You feel the weight's there, but then every now and again, there's just one little combat move where he's suddenly like agile as Spider-Man. But obviously, Spider-Man has that agility naturally anyway, so nothing feels out of place. And the system itself, they they reward you for keeping the guys up in the air. So when you're when you're fighting, you can do this move where you hold down square and you'll knock the guy up into the air, and then you can carry on fighting him in the air, punch him in the air, and do do different kicks and things like that. But obviously, other people are still trying to shoot you. But you can then yank them up into the air and things like that, and you get more focus if you, any combat you do in the air, whether that's webbing up a manhole cover to take a guy out on the ground while you're in the air, or yanking another guy up, or throwing the guy you've got in the air down onto the other guys. You you get rewarded for that with more focus, and there's there's all the gadgets. I haven't even locked all the gadgets yet, but there's different versions of webbing you can use and things like that as well. Well, the other part, too, is you can utilize the environment around you. If there's an air conditioning unit on the wall, you can web onto that and then use it as a weapon or manhole covers, like you said, or boxes and scaffolding you can pull down on people. So it's 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 just super fluid. You're never stand, just standing in one place punching people. I, I, I struggled at first. Um, going in, like I said, I, I thought it was going to be like Arkham. And in Arkham, you press triangle to counter. Now, Spider-Man has a similar thing. His spider sense goes off above his head. Um, you counter at the right time. You, you you counter the move. If you leave it a little bit longer and the counter symbol turns a different color, um, you can then some, you'll, do, you'll counter and then also fire web towards him and stuff like that. Um, it's circle on Spider-Man. So I died on the first fight because my muscle memory for pressing triangle to counter oh. from Batman is, <laughs> is so strong, so, so strong. I've only just started getting used to it. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely an engaging combat system that I haven't gotten bored with yet. It's super difficult. I have struggled. I have died a number of times. But man, I don't want to spoil anything, but those boss battles are so much fun. I've only done... There's the one at the very beginning of the game, and then I've done one more. I've only done one boss battle so far, which is the one in the... I won't say who it is. It's the one in the bank. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, the one that's I just the, finished. Yeah, that's the only one I've done. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that was cool. That was so fucking cool. <laughs> Tom, I, I honestly think you should just bite the bullet and, and go get this. Well, what's interesting is um, I think it was last night you, you messaged me to say that if I was on the fence about getting it because of uh, use of uh, HDR, HDR. Or, yeah, that, um, that maybe there was not much of a difference to warrant that and that you know, I wouldn't really notice. Is that, would you agree with that, Mike? I've not seen it without the HDR on, so I can't comment. All, so, all I can say is 4K HDR is beautiful. 
And I think mm-hmm. that's more just the 4K because last night Christy and I were were comparing shots. So I would do a screenshot on the PlayStation with HDR. I'd turn it off, take another one, um, and then move to a different area. And then we did night shots and we did day shots and, and just different angles with different stuff and mm. almost indiscernible. In fact, in some of the pictures, to be quite honest, the non-HDR looked better. Mm, strange. So, I might, I might tinker with it later. I might just switch the HDR on and off while I'm like, the, still... The 4K, ver- the 4K aspect of it, yeah, I guess I could understand wanting to wait for that. Um, I haven't yeah. tried it non-4K, but... Yeah, man, okay. I, I don't know if it'd be a game that I would say, I'm just going to wait till I get a, a better TV to play this, because, you know... You, Maybe it's just me, but if I don't get a game right away, I generally uh-huh. don't end up getting it because by the time I'm ready to get it, there's something else. <sighs> That's true. It's like trying to keep up with the be part of the conversation, isn't it? You, you know, because you haven't played the new God of War yet, have you? No, but I will. I absolutely so will because that one I would say is m- probably more um, worthy of waiting for the 4K HDR. Okay. Oh, Tom, play, play both those games back to back. That will be a few amazing weeks of gaming. Yeah. <laughs> Just storing up all these like absolute block belters. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's funny, Eric, you, you mentioned before about taking pictures at night and taking pictures in the day. Something I'm a little disappointed with. There's no day night cycle. Like you the know, city is only nighttime if you end up in a story mission where it's mm. nighttime, and it stays nighttime until you get to the story mission where it's next daytime. I think if they'd had a night cycle, they could have played with that a little bit because obviously there's the completion things in the menu of like you know stop this many muggings in this district, stop this many you know save this many people from car wrecks in this district, uh, solve this many kidnappings, etc. If it'd been a day night cycle, you it could have made it a bit more interesting. So like. You know, more people get mugged at night. More I was going to say, or kidnappings happen, and yeah, yeah. car car yeah. chases during the day, and and uh, yeah, yeah. it feels like it, it could have been a gameplay mechanic they could have played with quite a bit. Um, it's very strange that they didn't bother. The other thing, this is a really minor detail, but the other thing that I kind of like that they did was, um, I tried to go across the Brooklyn Bridge. I'm like, well, let's just see what happens because I can't imagine they're going to let you go all the way across. And a lot of games that have big open worlds like this with bridges will have some stupid thing like, oh, the bridge is down. Like, nope, you're just leaving the gameplay area. Like, they were just upfront and honest. Like, nope, you can't go over there. Yeah. I haven't tried that. Um, I'm not like you. I don't try to break things constantly. I'm always (laughs) trying to break it. (laughs) I will Um, say, though, that anybody who does pick this up... uh, just spend like the first two hours just swinging around the city and getting the feel for it. It does take a little bit of getting used to because R2 allows you to swing. And then you can, um, as you're swinging up, you can press X to jump off of that and increase your height and your speed. If you hold X, he'll shoot out webs and like pull himself forward to gain more speed. It's just getting used to those mechanics. Mm-hmm. Or if you use L2 and R2, he'll pull himself towards a perching location and as you're flying towards it, if you hit X right when he hits it, he'll launch off of it for even more yeah. speed. So you can do this really cool um, ballet across the the rooftops and get places really quick. You can do this thing as well where you press triangle and circle together and then press directions in between <laughs> Just, your swings. And you can do like little like flips and things <laughs> like that. 
just gives you really that. arbitrary gives you really arbitrary levels of XP. So like spider <laughs> flip, you'll get like you'll you'll do like three flips, but each flip will give you like two XP. Yeah. <laughs> but funnily enough, I have actually leveled up from that before because I've gone straight across the city. Every single flip, like every single swing I've done, I've done like some sort of flip in between. I've been close to leveling up and have actually leveled up from it. So he's like, every little helps. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> the interesting thing they tried, they've done as well. I mean, I've, I've, I've mentioned already the relationships between um, Peter and his loved ones, and trying to combat his life between being Spider Man and being Peter Parker. There are actually sections where you play as Peter Parker. Um, so at the very beginning, you actually start off with Peter Parker in this lab, and there's like these weird like lab puzzles and things like that that you have to solve, which was really interesting. Like I, I thought it was a very strange thing to put in, but also I didn't really like fits them. with the story. I didn't like. You don't them. like it? Maybe it's just because I. It reminded me of the Bioshock flow puzzles. Oh, <laughs> but these ones. See, I really timed. enjoyed those. I wasn't on the Bioshock sh- show, but I actually really enjoyed those flow puzzles. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. These ones are okay. I understand where they come in because it's really neat. You unlock, uh, you have to do these puzzles to unlock new polymers or compounds that, that allow you to then upgrade different aspects of your suit. So, um, gameplay wise, it, it fits because he's a research scientist and he's u- utilizing his job as a research scientist to improve his utilities as spider-man so it makes sense whereas the bioshock ones are, i'm just gonna hack this and stop this water flow a circus of value but yeah tom get it get it it gets the get it stamp of approval oh <laughs> if i could double get it it would this will be one of those games, honestly, that I th- I think I'll hundred percent. Yeah, me too. Wow. Me too. God, I just pretty. don't. I don't usually get off on collectibles, but like you last night, Mike, I was getting ready to go to bed. I'm like, I've already got thirty eight of the fifty five backpacks. Better do this. <laughs> but then I routed my way through the city, so I started all the way at the top, and I would get, I would I would just kind of go in like horizontal lines and then drop down like Space Invaders style where mm. I would get a backpack and then go to the next nearest landmark and then do a backpack and landmark, backpack, landmark, drop down, just kind of like zigzagged my way down the city until I had all of them. And it only took about an hour and a half, but still, it was so much yeah. fun. Because along the, the way, the- you'll see a car chase happen. You're like, oh, I'm going to go do this. And it's really neat. It's It, it reminds me of the um, the radiant questing on Skyrim where like something just happens. And you're like, great, I'm here. Let's do this. And you're never pissed cool. off. Like, a lot of these games, something like that happens, and you think, oh, I better go and do it. No, on this, you're like, nah, I'm going to go and do that. I don't care. I can pick this up. Oh, but dude, the car off. chase scenes are so cool, where you're swinging through the city, and you got to catch up to the car, and then you drop oh. down onto the top of it, and you have to web these people and pull them out of the car. It's so oh, cool. that sounds really cool. And the then stealth. There's a bit of a QTE, you have to, there's a bit of a QTE after you pulled the guys out of it. There's a QTE where you have to, like, stop the car as well. Nice. Something that you'll really enjoy, Tom, is the stealth aspect of this game is fantastic. Oh, it's so good. Oh. So there's there there's an option where you have these construction sites where you can go in and just beat the shit out of everybody, and it's super difficult. You will get overpowered and die because it's like 
it's waves of enemies, and it tells you. Did you hey, go you're and do on. them all as soon as you got access to them? Did you go and do them all? No, I've just... only done one. <laughs> no, I went and did them all, yeah. and it I tells made sure, you, hey, so... you're on wave four, and then wave five, and then wave... and they get progressively more difficult. But you can go into these construction sites stealth mode and like web up the first wave, and then some of the 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 story missions give you the option to be super stealthy about it. And you know, you're hanging up in the rafters and. Um, you can use your spidey sense to tell if an enemy is is okay to stealth attack or if it if it would alert somebody. And if there's two people standing next to each other, you can shoot a web onto like a crate somewhere and it'll lure that person's attention over there. So they'll walk over there away from the other person. Then you can be above them and you can web them up and then hang them from the rafters. <sighs> the fantastic thing about this is as well... If you th- think back to Arkham, where when you went into a stealth a predator mode, they used to call it, wasn't it? Like the predator sequences. When you went into those, it almost felt like you were controlling a different character. Like, you know, all the stealth things came up and um, yeah. you'd move in different ways and things like that. The stealth sections and the fighting sections of this game of Spider-Man, they, you are just controlling exactly the same way. Because most of the self sections, as Eric said, that you're in, you you probably could fight your way out of it, but you're better doing stealth. But everything is exactly the same in terms of your character and what you can use and the way you'd use it, everything. It transitions wow. perfectly. And it just probably feels more gratifying to like stealth the whole thing and not and not attract those waves of enemies. Yeah. 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 Nice. Well, yeah, you've you've pretty you've twisted my arm, guys. <laughs> you, dude, you just um, gotta get it. Like, it's one of those few games that you, <laughs> like you said, you you kind of want to be a part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's That's so good. A, yeah, I, I don't honestly know if this is a game that would be worth waiting to get on a better TV. It it honestly might be something worth going back and playing again on a better TV. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I yeah. I can see me replaying this. I really can. Wow. It's one of those it's one of those games that I'll probably just pop in and be like, yeah, I've got 25 30 minutes to kill. Let's hop in and just swing around the city for a little bit. Nice. You might so, have to uh spend a bit of time on those research stations, Eric. Have you done any of them yet? I did the very first one with the smog. Yeah. Yeah, so each one that you go to, you then have to do like a mission based with it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's Yeah, yeah. You know, there's, cool. there's, there's I have some yet good to ideas come across there. any... I'm 30% of the way through, and I have yet to come across anything that I didn't enjoy. Hmm. And generally with these big open world games like this, you're like, ah, this kind of sucks. I mean, the construction th- site things are a slog, but they're really cool aspects of the combat, and they really help you polish your combat skills. Oh, yeah. I, I, I struggled with the first couple, but I always make sure I was doing the objectives as well, because I think you get more of the base is it base tokens you get from those yeah i think you get more base tokens if you get more objectives i could be wrong on that it could just be better xp yeah i don't i don't know but mm. yeah i'm not sure because if if so that means i need to go back to the f- if you do get more tokens i need to go back to the first one because that's the only one i didn't get all the objectives so there's there's a couple of extra combat objectives tom when you do the construction site so it'd be right. like throw 10 items or do a 50 plus combo or stuff like that uh-huh. get extra stuff for it nice so i was on the fence about getting this or dragon quest 11 and i tell you i'm <laughs> super happy i got this because let's face it dragon quest 11 is probably 80 hours long i don't oh, have yeah. that kind of time oh yeah and you Deep, know from yeah. not to not to sidetrack from spider-man but since we're on it i heard that dragon quest 11 phenomenal game but if you're not already a 
a, a raging Dragon Quest fan, it's not really going to do anything to sway you towards the series. Well, I heard it both ways. I I I heard that, yeah. but I also heard um, it's quite a good entry point. Yeah, it, it's just it's not anything revolutionary for the series. I guess from people that have that I've read about it say like, yeah, it's it's essentially more Dragon Quest Eight, which was for many the pinnacle of the series. Oh right, okay. And Dragon Quest Eight's phenomenal. It's one of my favorite RPGs. I've never played a Dragon Quest game. So no, when you either. you have a you don't have a 3DS, but when you get a 3DS, you can uh, you can play the 3DS remake of it. Maybe I will. Maybe. I will. <laughs> Maybe. Have you any of you guys um, tried out that Monster Hunter demo that's been on the Switch yet? Is it Monster Hunter World? Uh, no, no, Monster Hunter Generation oh. Z. The X, double X, whatever it's called. Yeah, I actually had to... Uh, I haven't downloaded it yet, but I saw it last night because I was looking for something to to play. and uh, But I didn't get around to it. Have you managed to jump in yet? Have you had a go No, that's that's why I was asking. Because yeah. it's, more, it's more akin to the old Monster Hunter games rather like because World obviously changed it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never played a Monster Hunter game, so... They were really popular on the PSP it. in Japan mm-hmm. anyway. And the 3DS as well, weren't they? Yeah. So, but no, I don't. I didn't play the the PS4 one. Looked pretty good as well, but I didn't. Uh, I didn't put any time into it. Did you, Eric? Try try that one. Monster, I think Dan did. Monster Hunter World. Yeah. I, I just I had it and I got rid of it. I just couldn't. Oh, <laughs> it's it's not my game. It's it's just not my game. It's too much menu management. Um. I had oh, yeah. Monster Hunter World 3 for the DS, and then I had it for the Wii U 3 Ultimate, so you could cross, uh, you could transfer your gameplay and take it on the go. And it's just, it wasn't my jam. I'm just not a Monster Hunter fan. I get it. The series is cool. All the people that I know that play it absolutely love it. And I understand why. Uh, it's essentially yeah. just continuous boss battles. And I need something with a bit more variety. You like Shadow of the Colossus, though, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, I don't. I like it. I just, to <laughs> me, it's not the tip of the nipples. <laughs> it's it's just the areola. <laughs> yeah, it's like just the base of the boob. <laughs> I mean, it's it's good, but there's more. There, there's stuff above it that's better. <laughs> Got good it. Analogy. Yeah, <laughs> I just made that up on the fly. I like that. The base you of the couldn't boob, tell the, the base of the boob and the tip of the nipples. Um, uh, anything before we get on to the the actual Spider-Man game we played for the show? Is there anything else that came out that we needed to talk about? I had some notes. Oh, you took notes. Oh, I'm Daniel Curtis. Oh, I hate it when you take notes. Oh, preparation. I played that game so many times I remember it. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> Coming on through, beep, beep. Um, guys, we're only like four months away from you guys all being here. Yeah, those Royal Rumble tickets haven't gone on sale yet. I keep looking. I'm going to see if I can utilize some of my connections in the valley and see if we can get tickets. I'm kind of hoping that I I have a connection somewhere. Like, oh, yeah, we have a a sweet box for that. Here you go. (laughs) 
If we don't get to get tickets to Royal Rumble, Eric, I'm going to be sad. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean, eh? <laughs> you should care about my welfare. I, I do, but... You've got to be responsible for me for like a oh, week. Oh, in, in a week, I get to take a private helicopter tour over the Grand Canyon. Ooh, the big old. Wow. The, the, the big old pit. The on the ground. And quite honestly, I'm kind of terrified of it because helicopters <laughs> crash in the Grand Canyon. <laughs> Yes, Great. good job. So <laughs> before before I leave for that, I will make sure to pass all the uh, relevant passwords and information over to you guys to keep the show going in the event of my untimely demise. Maybe put Kingdom Hearts 2 in the, your will for Dan to open. <laughs> no, that's coming with me. <laughs> so if I go down, it just is gone. It's that's morbid. I shouldn't talk about with you. things like that. <laughs> that's really morbid. Yeah, we got a laugh out of it. Yeah, see, <laughs> now, death. <laughs> what, what's going to happen if I actually go down? You're going to be like, oh Jesus, that wasn't very. There'll just be like a few moments of sheer horror and, and terror, but then it'll be over. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I meant for you guys. Oh, okay. <laughs> Need, needs to be more explicit. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you were if you to describe what a helicopter crashed. Yeah. Oh. But what I it couldn't be more American, right? What, yeah. what 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 a place to go, the Grand Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a big open grave. It's an American-sized grave. <laughs> There's a book called Death at the Grand Canyon, and it's just a huge book of <laughs> stupid ways people have died at the Grand Canyon. Was one of them straddling? Well, one of them was this dad was following his daughter back to the car, and he was always this type of guy that would play goofy little jokes on his daughter and, like, hide from her. Well, they were walking along the edge where there was a, there was a little retaining wall, and he was standing up on top of it, and there was, like, a little three-foot gap between the retaining wall and a sheer drop. And uh, he decided he was going to hop down off that wall and hide behind it, and his daughter turned around and didn't see him. He's like, ah, dad's just being dumb and playing a joke. Got back to the car, and mom's like, hey, where's your dad? And she's like, ah, he was hiding off that. You know, he was trying to hide on me again. He'll be here in a second. And, like, two hours go by, and he didn't show up and discovered that when he jumped off that retaining wall, he jumped too far and just jumped off into the Grand Canyon. It's like just stupid shit like that. People are so dumb. But, yes. So bad. So bad. Uh, We should move on to Spider-Man. (laughs) <laughs> the other one. <laughs> oh, More no. of a friendly neighborhood. Oh, oh no. <laughs> what? Um so Zach has just posted this in the Facebook group. Don't worry, no spoilers ahead. But one of Spider Man PS4's most heartfelt Easter eggs has turned sour. So basically back in May a Twitter user called Top Notch twelve ten tweeted out to Insomniac Games in the hopes that the studio would include a small Easter egg for him inside Marvel Spider-Man that would allow him to propose to his girlfriend. After some back and forth, it was agreed that the words Madison, will you marry me would appear on the advertising board of a cinema. If you do a bit of exploring the game's recreation New York City, you can find it. Uh, apparently, it hasn't gone to plan um, because apparently she left him for his brother after <laughs> three, to four we- three to four weeks before the game's release. Shit. Oh shit! Oh Good my lord, God. that's beautiful. Oh, Did you guys see that they put Game Over Greggy in here too? 
Yeah, shirtless yeah. Spider-Man. He's been campaigning it for fucking months. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Kind of Funny, and I watch it a lot. Um, he's been campaigning to try to get it as a playable character for months. <laughs> it really has. Shirtless Spider-Man. <laughs> Fair play to him, man. Fair play. Yeah. That guy, that guy works hard. <laughs> That's funny. He does. <sighs> but yes, anyway. speaking of Spider-Man, um, we went back to Spider-Man's roots. Roots? Not his true roots with like the, what is it, the MSX game, but like the first <laughs> 3D one. Yeah. It sure was. Mm-hmm. And it was by early 3D. Which is weird. I expected a skateboard to pop out at any time. <laughs> it does use the Tiny Hawk's engine. You can tell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, original Spider-Man on the PlayStation 1, released in August of 2000, as Tom said, uh, developed by Neversoft, published by Activision. Although the N64 version and the Game Boy Color version were done by Edge of Reality and Vicarious Visions, uh, not respectively, the other way around to what I said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, didn't Vicarious Visions do Spider-Man 2 on PlayStation? Or I'm, yeah, they did Spider-Man 2. Uh, did they do the PS2 one or no? Oh, I'm trying to think of what else Vicarious Visions did. I know they did the most crash, most recent Crash remake because at the beginning it goes, Rated for Vicarious Visions! A smashing blast from the past! <laughs> That's a good and impression. And that's all it is. <laughs> Boy, their uh, their list of games is quite interesting. What Vicarious Visions? Yeah. Um, what did Edge? Yeah, Boy, Edge of Reality kinda... didn't do a whole hell of a lot. Edge of Reality. Let's see. Oh, they did Spider Man Three. That far down the list. Spider Man Two further up. <laughs> they did the original played. Mass Effect. Oh, Vicarious oh. Visions did Spider Man, the sequel to the game we played today as well. Yeah, yeah I I never actually played. Uh, Spider-Man 2 Enter Electro on PS1. I had the... Um, so I was a naughty boy and had a chip PlayStation when I was a kid. And, uh, Sinner. There was, <laughs> when Spider-Man 2 first came out, it was around the time that 9-11 happened. And the yeah. final, oh, the final yeah. boss on that game originally was uh, Top of the Two Towers. And obviously 9-11 happened. They quickly recalled loads of uh, all the copies of it and re-released it with um, basically the end of the game was just one tower. Um, and my copied version still had the two towers in. Oh wow! Because hmm. obviously it's copied from. Well, the, the yeah, yeah. I think one of the Spider-Man movies was coming out right around that time too, and they had a they had a promotional poster where Spider-Man had webbed up a helicopter between the two towers, and they had to pull all that. Yeah, it was the first oh. Sam Raimi film, I think. Yep, with Mister Tobey Maguire. That would have been God, quite a cool scene. Sh- <laughs> What's that, Tom? Okay. That would have been quite a cool scene, actually, webbing the helicopter between the two towers. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised that one of the landmarkings in the new Spider-Man wasn't uh, World Trade Center 1. Yeah. Maybe they just didn't want to touch that. With the- <laughs> I don't know. It would have been a nice homage. Mm, I guess. I guess. That is the building's not even stood, in there. I've stood right next to that building. It is fucking tall. <laughs> Oh, the new World Trade Center? Yeah, one World Trade Center. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. 
Yep. So who wants it's, to cover the story of the original Spider-Man? Because I don't really have a freaking clue what happened. The, the main thing I remember from Spider-Man when is that he's uh, at the start he's been he's he's been framed right by another guy dressed as Spider-Man. Well, you know, the story annoys me in some ways <laughs> because yeah. right, it's all over the fucking place for one, but. <laughs> Different I, superheroes I, show up at random ass times like, oh, there's Daredevil, there's Punisher, there's Black Cat. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, it's weird. But, but I played this as a kid, and again, from what I said before, you know, I, I'm a massive fan of Spider-Man. Um, not really necessarily touched the comics myself, but I know stories, I know bits and bobs. You know, there's, there's probably someone out there who knows a million other things about Spider-Man than I do, who's much more of an expert on it. But, like, this this game, I remember, felt like the first proper comic book feel game when it came out in terms of the zaniness and everything like that and the characters popping up here and there but playing it back as an adult it just it sometimes feels like things are put in for the sake of it like you mentioned daredevil you know he literally comes in for like a 30 second scene to question spider-man as to why he stole something and then he goes well obviously one of daredevil's powers he can tell when people are lying and then he's, Spider-Man's like, no, it wasn't me. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah, good, I can tell because that's my superpower. Bye. And that's it. They just wanted to get some fan service in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, towards the end, Captain America's in it, but all he does is fly a jet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he plays Go Fish and at play, the end. And play cards. Oh, yeah, true, yeah. But the, the thing with the story of this that irritates me is random things happen just for the sake of trying to shoehorn villains in. So the whole framing Spider-Man thing at the very beginning. So the the very beginning starts off with um, a supposedly reformed Dr. Otto Octavius, who is obviously Dr. Octopus. And he's uh, showing off this new equipment at this this big press panel thing. And Spider-Man comes on stage and steals the equipment. And Peter Parker's in the crowd taking photos. Eddie Brock, who is also Venom, um, is there. And he bumps into Peter... And then, basically, Spider- the fake Spider-Man destroys his camera, obviously ruins all his footage of the, 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 the show. And randomly, the symbiote that is Venom, that attaches to Eddie Brock to create Venom, randomly just takes over him again. My camera! Which makes, which makes no fucking sense whatsoever, because obviously Venom is created from Eddie Brock and the symbiote from outer space, connecting between the two of them. So if... If he's trying to stop it happening, why the hell was the fucking symbiote with him anyway? <laughs> and the whole framing thing is basically to get Venom into it. Because you eventually get to a point later on where Spider-Man's like, no, it wasn't me. And Venom's like, all right. And then Venom kind of helps you. Yeah, yeah. Venom's like, well, okay, well, let's just put our differences aside and work together. Yeah. After making you crawl through the sewers for hours. and yeah. <laughs> Well, and then, then this whole thing pops up halfway through about this mysterious fog that's being dumped into the city. It just comes well, out right of nowhere. that's right at the beginning, isn't it? Is it? I'm sure, yeah. It happens right at the beginning. Yeah. Um, because you're up on the buildings and Black Cat arrives. Uh, boy, has she looked better. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. I think everybody's had better days. Yeah. The Punisher's oh, face like old... was particularly bad. <laughs> she looks like an old man. <laughs> it's really weird. Where the fuck you is thought Lara Croft's boobs were pointy? Take a look at Black Cat. Oh dear. So, so yeah, she turns up and basically tells you that there's there's an issue with the bank. So the first 
level or so is you getting to the bank and stopping these these guys at the bank and saving some hostages and stuff just to kind of get used to it and this is where you kind of get used to the the controls of the game now i believe this game was pre-mandatory analog sticks i think so yeah so it's very d-pad centric even though it's a 3d game um and that's a little weird. I mean, I played it on my Vita, and the analog—I I could use the analog stick, but I did stick to the D-pad quite a bit. What did you? Because on the Vita, you can map buttons, so it'll map to the the joystick. I exclusively use the D-pad. Uh, I use the uh, D-pad as well because it was just way more accurate when shooting the web. Hmm. Um, on the back of the case, it does say analog compatible for the for the PS One, but yeah, you could still just use. Like you say, it wasn't mandatory to use it. Mm. The um, um but the th- the funny thing about this one is, this was pre obviously pre open world Spider Man. I think I think the first open world one was Spider Man Two that was related to the Sam Raimi movie on PS Two. Yeah, and at the beginning of this, it almost gives you the idea that you could swing around the city. But this is actually a very very linear game, and the actual web swinging itself, it essentially is like a longer jump. Because you can only web swing when you have something to web swing to. You can't just web swing randomly. So you have to have a you yeah. have to have a destination. It has to be a wall or a building in front of you. Well, for you when to you're on top swing. of the when you're on top of the building, so it just kind of attaches to random points in the sky. Yeah. Oh yeah, that as well. But like, if there is no building in front of you, and you try and press the web swing button, say if you just jump towards nothing, it'll and try and press the you. web swing button. He will not web swing. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell, we've just sent that picture of the black cat. <laughs> Her face is <laughs> off-center. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> These character models are so bad. Oh, God. So, yeah, you go off and you, you end up rescuing the bank and everything, and you 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 start learning the, the ins and outs of Spidey's repertoire weapons. So there's the... If you hit triangle, he'll just fire some web out, which can tangle guys up. But if you press different directions at the same time, um, he has four other attacks as well. So up and triangle is like a, a massive ball of web. So it's, it's a bit like a shotgun blast in a way, isn't it? Yeah. So it doesn't yeah. spread outwards. Um, right was for the... The dome. dome. Yeah, so he turns into like this little dome where he's invincible for a moment, then he blasts that out. Left gives you like these web gloves, which make your punches stronger for a limited time. And down... Um, yanks the enemies towards you. And then other than that, you have punches and you have kicks, but there's no real combos as such. You, It does say to kind of mix them up a bit, but you don't really get anything different out of it. So I admittedly just punching. didn't yeah. realize that pressing the different directions with triangle did anything until you'd pointed out. I'm like, oh, well, I just randomly <laughs> shot a web. I just thought it was something that happened. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I got a dome that exploded because I was using the D-pad to control and I was just randomly pressing triangle instead of circle because at, at the beginning I didn't really <laughs> didn't do the tutorial. No, I skipped it. I didn't read the instruction <laughs> manual either. Oh yeah, there is a tutorial mode, isn't it? I didn't bother playing yeah, it. I, I, yeah. I just remembered from playing this when I was younger. I like kid mode. Kid Dan mode. mode. Kid mode. Kid mode. Kid mode. Kid mode. <laughs> Yeah, Dan mode, super Dan mode. Um, no, the combat itself in this game is actually pretty fluid. I wasn't displeased with it for what it was, uh, the lack of combos notwithstanding. Um, mm. 
I found myself doing a lot of the time where you you jump up and then square and he dives back down onto things and then you jump away from it because you can pretty easily get interrupted in the middle of your fight. So especially towards the end when you're fighting the symbiotes, you can only get four or five punches in before they're like, all right, screw this, and they hit you. Um, so you got to be a little bit more tactical about that. Hmm. I do like how you can climb on anything, though. They did it. Yeah, you know, I was literally about to bring that up. That was yeah one of the the cooler aspects of it. I was I remember afraid getting that it was... this uh, when I was younger, and the first time you get to the bank, which is the first time you're inside, and just that moment where you realize that you can do all that was phenomenal. Because my my experience of Spider-Man games before this was, um, I mean, they were all two D anyway, but the the Spider-Man versus Kingpin game on the Mega Drive. Mega Drive, yeah, yeah, I remember and that you one. could you could climb on ceilings, you could climb on walls and everything, but obviously it wasn't a 3D space. So it, nothing felt as impressive as this did. Yeah, it was really cool. I, I I thought it was I thought it was awesome because yeah, like you say, it's pretty linear when you're swinging between from building to building. But every now and again, there is like a a random building to the side that you can get to, which might have some like web cartridges or um or the Spidey armor. Did you guys find any any? I didn't the, find that till the end. Oh, okay. Or you can get the unlimited web suit. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's quite a few alternative costumes in this, to be honest. Yeah. I think some of them can and only then, be gotten with cheat codes, though. There, and yeah, so there is a bit of exploring to do, uh, not not too much because you can find those um, the Amazing Spider-Man comics, the little collectibles. Yeah. Golden. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, because the the first one of those, because because there are quite a few Easter eggs in this game as well. Um, mm. In the first level, the the first comic book you can find in this game is actually on the first level because if you look to your left, there's, you can see the Fantastic Four building. Oh, I didn't realize oh, that. And yeah, yeah, it's obviously just got the huge four at the top, and you go across there, and that's actually where the first comic book in the game is. Did you guys also see when you swing into the uh, the office at the start, or it might be like I think it's a third level or something, and Venom is um, in there, and the TV is playing uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two? Oh, no. oh, it's the fight with Scorpion. That's it. Yeah, with Scorpion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But you mentioned the fog before, Eric. Um, the fog was actually put in place because obviously the PlayStation wasn't powerful enough to do the, the, the streets. So they used it as a, a bit like Silent Hill, they used it as a storyline perspective. Oh, nice. But, mm. um, but it still just made no sense because at the beginning, obviously, the fake Spider-Man steals the thing. You 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 then see um, Dr. Roy Octavius and another figure um, in like a lab. And that's when they open up the, the huge chimneys, which then put the fog over the... the the city but then that's not touched again until the very end after you've randomly fought all these other villains that randomly turn up (laughs) you know but that's that's kind of the the crux of spider-man though and they they address that a little bit in the new one and especially when you're listening to um j jonah jameson and his show talking about how spider-man is actually a detriment to the city because he draws out more villains than he handles Mm. Oh, can we switch oh. back to the new one a second? This is yeah. the, speaking of those on in the new game, uh, JJ, 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 J. Jonah Jameson's sorry, um, podcast. So when you're doing different side quests later on, like not long after you've done it, you'll you'll get like a, his show will come on and he'll discuss the things and you you did in the side quest and stuff like that as well. Yeah, yeah, it's so cool, <laughs> so cool. But speaking of J. Jonah Jameson, this is where like you get your first. Because there's a few section levels of this game where it's like a chase. So you, oh, you'll you yeah. be up on the rooftops and 
you have to either chase them, so there's one later on where you chase Venom, and you've got this meter at the top which has Spider-Man's face and has the the villain's face, and you have to stay within a certain distance to keep the meter in a certain place between them, otherwise you die. And the first one of these is where, after the bank, you randomly find out that Scorpion's trying to attack J. Jonah Jameson. And his one, basically, J. Jonah Jameson's face is at the end and Scorpion's is at one end, and you've got to get to the building before his head gets to the to the end. Yeah. And Yeah, and that's when you get your first boss fight. But those levels are weird. The, I remember the Venom one, because there's one where you're chasing Venom across the sea. Um, I remember really struggling with that as a kid as well. But yeah. Well, the mechanics really of this are pretty janky in that you don't get to yeah. fluidly turn while you're swinging. So if you jump off in the wrong direction or if you... Fu- <laughs> if Because when you swing, you gradually lose altitude. So if you don't time it right you're going to hit the lower part of the building and then have to scale your way up to the top. And by that time he's gotten too far he's away. Gone. It's the same where the mission where you're kind of trying to outswing a helicopter firing missiles at you. Yeah. Remember that one? That's pretty early. Yeah. <laughs> and that, um, that took me, it still took me quite a few goes now because of, for that very reason, where it would just take me too long to scale the building and I just get nailed. So many yeah. of these levels were super short, too. Yeah, I liked that. I liked that it was nicely broken up into little pieces. The problem that I had, though, is that it's so much of this game is just easily skippable. You can just run through most of it. Uh, so the parts where you're on top of the buildings and just scaling across, they I think they were expecting you to stop and fight all these enemies. They're like, nah, I'm just going to keep going. Or where you're in the bank and you just have to make it to a certain area instead of fighting everything. Like towards the end with the symbiotes, I'm just going to run past all this. Oh, by the time, by the time the the symbiotes became the standard enemy, I was like running straight past them because I actually, that was the first time I started to struggle um, because I felt like I had to take them all out. And I was like, you know what? I'm actually just going to skip these guys because they are the worst. (laughs) <laughs> Go ahead and just pass it up. Yeah, <laughs> but it's strange though. You said about the uh, the length of the levels. There was there was a few. There's a few dotted here and there where they were kind of falsely elongated, like they felt long, but they weren't. So there's there's that entire section. Uh, basically, you get to this bit where Venom is is up on a TV screen and saying that he's got Mary Jane hostage, and you oh. have to go down to the sewers, and he's using one of the lizards' old the, layers, the tunnel and, crawl. Yeah, and you do the tunnel crawl, and because it's upside down, you have to crawl. You can't run. And as you're trying to... There's these several different tunnels you have to go through, and you have to find out where he is, and you'll get these Venom voiceovers saying, you know, going, telling you that you're getting colder or getting hotter. And that can take some time. Or the symbiote levels later on where you have to find the, the generators. Yeah, I got stuck in that, oh, that second one. I didn't realize that there were secret passages you had to go through to get to the other two generators. Yeah. So not all of them were short, but this game could have done with an autosave feature. Because you go through several of these short levels back to back and going in, do you want to save? Yes. Choose your memory card. Yes. Right. Choose your slot. (laughs) This one. Yes. Do you want to change the name? No. Okay. Great. Saved. Go back to the game. Fantastic. Another loading screen. Four minutes later, repeat. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's true. (laughs) And a block button. I feel like this game could have really, really done with a block. Oh, yes. It's not like they didn't have enough buttons. Yeah. But it just if you're 
doing a quote-unquote combo on one enemy, and like you said before, it's very easy to be in, easy to be interrupted. If another enemy does come up behind you, there there is physically no way of just stop of stopping it. You are going to get hit. Which is why I kind of adapted the the style of a few punches and then I jump out. What were you about to say, Eric, before I really interrupted? I don't remember. Uh, can't have been important then. <laughs> <laughs> is anything I say important? Um, <laughs> oh, the uh, I really enjoyed the boss battles in this game, with the exception of maybe one or two, but um, I felt they were varied enough. Yeah, I mean, the first one okay. is the scorpion, isn't he? And he's, he's chasing J. Joan around the, the office, and you can throw the office desks at him and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I keep forgetting that you could pick up. I think that's one I struggled with the most. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, aside from Mysterio at the end. Oh God. Mm. Yeah, that but, was quite stressful. You know, the bo- the the battle versus uh, Rhino was really cool. It kind of reminded me of one of the the two um, D Zelda bosses where you had to lure them to run towards a wall, and then he would knock himself silly, and then you'd attack him then. Yeah. The thing that annoys me, though, with the Rhino boss, and it isn't this game's fault, because technically this was probably the first one. Um, in fact, it will have been the first one. I love Spider-Man, so I play a lot of Spider-Man games, and every single time Rhino has been in a Spider-Man game, it's the same thing. Let him run into something. Wait for him to get jammed. <laughs> punch him. Let him run into something. He'll get jammed. Punch him. And it just... After years of having games, where <laughs> that's <laughs> that's the uh, the dynamic you have. It's... It, it, Yes, yeah. It ties him. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I, I guess I could get that. Um, the what is it? The second Venom one, where he, where you're in that back alley and he disappears. That's the first one, isn't it? The second one is where he's got Mary Jane on the rope. I think. Oh uh, yeah. Boy, did they give her some boobs! Yeah, oh, Jesus yeah. Christ! <laughs> <laughs> that was excessive. <laughs> I gotta remind myself what that looks I, like. I don't even remember. Right? <laughs> let's let's take a peek here. But the Venom fights annoyed me because you couldn't get anywhere near him without him holding oh, yeah. you for a moment. It slowed everything down. So he'd do like a he'd kind of grab you and you'd be wrapped up in kind of symbiote webbing, but he'd just hold you there, but you'd be losing health, but all he's doing is holding you. Yeah. And all oh, it did yeah. was just inconvenience you for the most part. Good Lord, I mean, Jane Watson looks like a like a shitty Michael Jackson. Hey, look at this. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but holy cow. That's all right. No, that's fine. There's some boobs and a Michael Jackson nose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. And a square pointed ass. <laughs> Sorry, we used up all of her polygons on her boobs. She gets two for her butt. <laughs> Goodness, that's excessive. <laughs> I'm sorry, what were you talking about, Mike? That's fine. I was about to say, um, they do give you web cartridges in that fight. I mean, quite a few of the boss battles, the, you have health and web cartridges pulled, like, reappear nearby. Yeah, I did enjoy but, that. But that Venom fight, I, I think that's the one I struggled with most. I just found The one really with Mary Jane on a rope? Yeah, yeah. Well, when I say struggled, I didn't die. It just it took a long time because I just found it tedious. So Mary oh, Jane I died is... plenty of times. I died quite a few times on that one, actually. 
Mary Jane's in this hole in the ground attached to a chain and there's these switches that turn, there's four switches around the room that turn the water on and if the water gets too high obviously she drowns. So when you're fighting Venom, he will, he, he randomly has this power to appear and disappear into thin air, which I'm pretty sure, someone can correct me if I'm wrong, pretty sure isn't one of Venom's powers. Um, he will reappear near one of the levers, turn it on, obviously you then get a chance to try and hit him before he disappears but also need to turn the lever off quickly as well. And that attack that I just mentioned where he holds you for a few moments, he holds you there for a good five, maybe ten seconds whilst the water's filling up is so frustrating. Then you're losing health at the same time. I wasn't a fan. Can I also, can I just touch, I really fucking hate this Venom character in this. Like, later on when he kind of comes on your side and he, he sees Captain America, he's all like, ooh, who can we get his autograph? And then when he goes, they're on about using the computers and the Daily Bugle for research, he's going, oh, surf the web, surf the web. Oh, I remember that. Like, go away. My impression of Venom predominantly comes from the early Nighters Fox series, right? But he's supposed to, be, in my opinion, he's supposed to be mean. He's supposed to be menacing. He's supposed to be one of Spider-Man's greatest foes. He knows everything about him, and you know he doesn't set off his spider sense and things like that. He knows all of all of his loved ones are knows his identity, and in this, he's like a fucking like one of Bulk and Skull. Hate it, hate it so much. Spider Wars. Yeah. <laughs> come on, come on, Parker. <laughs> yeah, oh, I agree. Man. I didn't he's, like it. He's a bit, yeah. He's a bit obnoxious and not true to his character, like you say. That's the main thing. Yeah. Mm. Uh, didn't like it. <laughs> didn't like it. Didn't like it. Did you guys find the lizard though? A little cameo that he has. No. No. So oh yeah, he, yeah, I did. Yeah, yep. he's the using tunnel. the lizard's lair in the in the sewers, and it's the lizard. It's oh. his experiments that you're fighting when you're down there. He's but the one who tells you where to go. Yeah. So when oh. you're, if you didn't find this, Tom, when you when you're going through the tunnels, if you obviously go the oh, wrong I direction, did. you find him now. Oh, yeah, find it. he tells you where to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that was a an extra. Yeah, yeah. He you just... don't you don't have to find him. Oh, okay. um, Apparently he gets sassy with you if you keep going back to him for the directions. Oh, oh yeah, because he gives you like, all right, go down the corridor, take the second left, and uh, keep take going. Take the number thirty-two trolley. <laughs> go like, across God, two I... waterways, take a right, go down two, turn right, skip the first two tunnels, and take a left. I was like, man, if this was twenty eighteen, I'd just have a dot on my map, yeah, <laughs> and, and a green line. And then I could listen to what you said anywhere I wanted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that was interesting. Oh, well remembered. I completely forgot about that. Um, let's see. So I haven't touched on this yet, but there's a there's a code you can put in uh, that creates a what if mode on this game. So you play through it, and like some things are certainly changed, and other other things aren't. Um, apparently, it's an homage to some what if comics that they that Marvel did for a while. And uh, one of the things that, like I said, some of it's cosmetic changes, some of it's other silly changes. And what happens is at, at the beginning of one of the first levels, uh, a character called the Watcher appears. And he's, he's like, oh, well, uh, you know, we always ask the question, what is, uh, what if? So here we have, uh, you know, here's a different version of events. It'll be quite similar, but not, but not too similar. And little things have changed. So like the Fantastic Four building in the first level I was on about, you can go to that and you can actually talk to the Human Torch. Um little things like that helicopter chase level um the silver surfer randomly flies across the background and ghost rider f- drives up a building and things like that and there's um 
there's this random blimp on that level, for example, that you can go onto, and if you survive all the enemies that are on the blimp, you then uh, skip a big part of that level. Um, But one of the changes is... Oh, one of the changes, the helicopter guy, you know the guy who's constantly telling you to stand down and stuff? At the beginning of the helicopter level, he just starts going... In the same voice, just over the megaphone. Um, but yeah, one of the changes is those those lizard guys that attack you at the beginning of this sewer level. Like for some reason, one of them is shitting as he comes towards you, <laughs> just crapping on the ground. What? <laughs> yeah. Amazing, beautiful. Do not ask me why. Yeah, don't ask me why, but it does. Um, if I find any other funny ones as we go through, I'll mention them. <laughs> um. I can't remember what I was going to say. Yeah, but then you fight Venom again, and then you basically just say, oh, yeah, wasn't me. Turns into Shaggy. Yeah, you didn't have to convince him that much. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, it wasn't <laughs> me. Oh, okay, well, why don't you say so in the first place? <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. did you guys have... Um, you, know, you know, in the sewer, there's some bits where you have to raise and lower the water levels to get through these tunnels. Oh, yeah. How many times oh. did you accidentally fall in the water? A lot. Uh, a few... Yeah. So fucking much. Like, yeah, that was quite annoying. I was glad to get out of the sewers in the end because... Uh, actually, I just kept... I know you said, um, Mike, you could just touch L1 and that your that would recenter you. Or you could... And you could also do some of the manual, get the target up and stuff like that. Hmm. Um, but I just kind of forgot about that functionality at this point in the game. It wasn't until we had to swing between all those different pipes later on that I actually mm. ended up using that function. Um, I don't think we brought this up, have we? Yeah, that there is zero camera control in this game. Yeah, and I totally <laughs> forgot. So it was when you were like, oh, L1's your friend, I was like, ah, okay. I didn't really ever use it. Really? Oh, my button was, my, my finger was on that button constantly. Yeah, I just kind of ran around. <laughs> um, You said you struggled with the Mysterio boss, Eric. So Mysterio is, you fight him in this circular level where technically it becomes like a 2D style game um, where you're just running around in a circle and he's, a, he's this really tall enemy in the middle and the floors are electrified and he'll grab you and slam you down and kill you. But like you said, there's rechargeable, there's uh, regenerating health and spider webs and all of that. And it just is this really tedious boss battle that the first time you beat him, you're like, great, done. And then he goes, oh, just kidding. And you got to fight him again, even more difficult. <laughs> One of the changes in what if mode is he has a, a fish inside his big glass dome <laughs> while yeah. you're fighting him. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, doesn't he refer to him as fishbowl, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so I kept quick saving halfway through. Like if I'd get a few good hits on him, I'd quick save and all of that. But um, yeah. not as often as I was trying to, f- to trying to get away from Monster Ock at the end. Mm-hmm. Well, they they have a so the, the very end of this game we touched on the story a little. You know, you go through and all these different enemies show up for other random reasons, and you you basically find out that Doc Ock has been working with Carnage, um, and they want to try and turn create loads more symbiotes to basically turn the world into like a symbiote army um, for them, which is what the fog is for. It's supposed to be prepping people um, ready for symbiosis. And um, you, you end up going into the lab. They've, they've caught Black Cat. Um, another another funny thing from this is that, that cell that Black Cat's in, when you uh, use the what-if mode, 
um, she's in there and there's like a disco going on, like disco lights and music. And she she starts saying that I've been drugged. I can't stop dancing. So she's just in there dancing. She's like, help me. I can't stop dancing. <laughs> um, so you have to, you go through the lab and you have to um, close up the the chimneys, which is another thing from the what if mode as well. Because Spider-Man actually says, oh yeah, like a banana in a tailpipe. So <laughs> the chimneys actually have bananas stuck in them, <laughs> like giant bananas. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking dumb. I wish more um, games did stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, same. Um, but they, you know, you go through and you, you know, it's kind of more of the same, more of the same, and then you you end up fighting Carnage, which one of the easiest boss battles I found. See, I kind of struggled oh, yeah. with him a little bit. You just kind of, you can just keep shooting him back into. Uh, yeah, like but you you have to line bubble. up. You have to be between. You have to be by the wall and then have him between you and the 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 sonic sphere and then do your dome blast yeah, yeah. i'm pretty sure a... i just stayed rooted to the same spot and did it uh, yeah, i can't I guess. remember but so in yeah. the world of spider-man the the symbiote's weaknesses is uh loud noises and fire and th- there's this giant sonic bubble in the middle of the room and you have to hit carnage into it to damage him but you said about trying to direct him into it i i tried at first to direct him into it and then i just got to a point where i just started wailing on him and it Almost like on the second or third combo, it kind of just directed him into it anyway. Huh. And then, literally, when he got when he was in the middle of it, I literally just kept pressing the web wrap, and it just kept him in there. And if you have one of the unlimited, um, if you have the unlimited web suit, you can just root him in there and then wait for the sonic wave to come back up. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not hard. Yeah. No. And then a quick fight with Doc Ock, and then yeah, the monster Ock. So Carnage is symbiote. Combines with Doctor Octopus, which is an exclusive character for this game. Never appeared in anything else ever. Monster Rock. Um, yeah, yeah. Huh. Um, they you have to do a chase while everything's exploding, and I remember this being so fucking hard. It was difficult. Like this it is Crash Bandicoot on crack. Yeah, it's real yeah, because, hard. Because every now and again, you have to remember to use R one to kind of zip quickly at the end of a corridor. Well, and as you're... well as obviously swinging between different different uh levels because you're trying to get up to the right level right yeah well and you uh, can't just run you have to be web swinging constantly and if you web swing too far you'll stick to the wall and then if you are one up and then try to jump forward and don't do it right you'll stick to the wall and then he'll catch up to you but there were times where he actually got ahead of me and it didn't kill me oh really yeah i'm like oh, i'm just gonna swing past you strange yeah because it's another one of those where you have the meter at the top, and if he gets too close to that, it's yeah. death, isn't it? Yep. And then so, that's the end. Yeah. Spider-Man. Mega-Man. Oh, how fucking amazing is that title screen music? <laughs> yeah, it's really good, actually. The ending but... of this game is borderline <laughs> retarded. Go oh, it's very weird. They're all just sitting around playing go fish and then all the all the uh so the the superheroes are playing go fish and then all of the villains that spider-man has put in jail are sitting in the cell playing go <laughs> fish the Myster- mysterio has a bandage around his like fishbowl <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb it's such a stupid ending to the game i mean the game itself was kind of a stretch to begin with but it, this is pushing it. 
I don't, I'm not sure they really knew how to finish this one. <laughs> like, uh, clearly. something. Yeah. I, know, I, I mean, I feel like we've flown through this, and it's because there, there probably isn't that much to say about it um, because the story is so kind of disjointed, and yeah. you know, a lot of the levels are the same. We've, we've kind of mentioned a few differences, but I feel like this game, the, this game's difficulty comes from its jankiness. Oh, yeah. Like, the actual levels and the enemies, bar yeah. the symbiotes, were a pain in the ass. None of them particularly difficult. It's like you were always fighting with the controls or the camera. Well, yeah, absolutely. I feel like what's important to note, though, is that this game kind of laid the foundation and the framework for what future Spider-Man games were going to be. Oh, yeah. I mean, and this is why I wanted to play this one. I know I know Dan really wanted to play Spider-Man 2 on the PS2, and I think I think we should play that one day um, because well, it's a fantastic game anyway. But this is the reason I wanted to... I mean, I, I said let's play a Spider-Man game around the time the PS4 one comes out. Yeah. Uh, this was the first, uh, as far as I'm aware, the first time it kind of went into 3D, and to see those differences between where it is now and where it started, that's why I wanted to do this one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. agree. Like, it's... Uh... It's a good place to start because otherwise it would be kind of weird to start somewhere in the middle of the 3D series and then go back to this one. So, uh, this one spawned a sequel of its own as well, like, like we said earlier. Mm. Um, and after having that bit of nostalgia for this game, I might actually play that second one and see, see yeah. if it's any good. Mm. Um, but I, I just I didn't realize this. Um, I mean, I really enjoyed the um, audio in this anyway, but um, a lot of the voice actors from the Fox series that I used to love, um, that they, they were actually reprised their role in this. I thought I thought they sounded familiar. Hmm. Huh. Nice. Hmm. And that's Spider Man on the PS One. I give it a hearty. Eh. I st- I still I still enjoy it. I was excited to play it because I remember playing it as a kid. Probably a similar experience to you, Mike. Hmm. But yeah. Yeah. I I think if you like Spider Man. I'd say play it. Um, if you're indifferent about Spider-Man, I probably wouldn't bother. Um, a lot of my love for it comes from nostalgia, playing it when I was younger, same with Tom. Um, so, yeah. why not? Give it a go. Let's do some questions. Yes. Right. You want to send I've us a question? We usually put a post out on Facebook, facebook.com slash group slash factory sealed podcast. Um, Mike always puts something that's semi-serious slash borderline inappropriate. <laughs> I'm sorry. Take it away. <laughs> All right. uh, some idiot called Daniel Curtis uh, put, if Spider-Man joined forces with the Carmel Cran and Jock Buns, would they be able to stop the supervillain team of Dr. Smooth Area and the Hare? Never. No. See, I think they would, because I imagine that Dr. Smooth Area and the Hare, although teaming up to vanquish a similar foe, um, due to their jealousy (laughs) of one being completely smooth and one being completely hairy, um, I think it would get the better of them. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, John Fazio, I rented this from a video store as a kid. Does it still hold up in any capacity? Uh, Listen to the last 30 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) no but in all seriousness um like i said nostalgia wise yes i think you've not played it before and you don't care about spider-man probably not jeremy sanford (laughs) 
Spider-Man versus Piss Eyes. Describe the battle. There is just a lot of stuff shooting out of a lot of orifices. <laughs> Gross. Little do we uh, know that Zach Foley's piss uh, combined with the eye fluid of Tyrone is the exact <laughs> chemical composition needed to dissolve Spider-Man's webs. <laughs> I like it. One can hope. Uh, Dancy Gilb, Dancy Gilb, Dancy Gilbert said, This is a bit of a stretch, but when I was younger, I used to play a lot of the WWF slash WWE wrestling games for the PlayStation. I would create all kinds of characters in their creator wrestler mode, especially superheroes. Did any of you have a similar experience? Um, I love WWF Attitude on the PlayStation and uh, I spent a lot of time in the creator wrestler, but I never made any superheroes. Can't remember did what ever, make. <laughs> did you ever like copy the things online? So I remember yeah. GameFacts.com had a very like on the actually every wrestling game you went on, they'd have like the standard message board and then they'd have the create a wrestler message board uh-huh. and everyone would go on there and like they'd do the exact codes because obviously you could Yeah. As 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 the games went on, you know, you could go on set the eyes and then like eye colour would be in a numerical yeah on a numerical bar and all the colors of the outfits and stuff that you do. And people would just put these huge like pages and pages of like people they created and you'd copy those in. And yeah, I did like Spider-Man and Batman and the turtles and. Oh, that's so cool. I I didn't, I I knew, I remember that though, where you'd be like, um, people be like, Oh yeah, you need nose six, lips nine. (laughs) Yeah. And this, 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 and put it all in and you get the right character. Yeah. It was sweet. I used to love it. And been... choose this hair colour and you need to have it on brown 76. <laughs> but they used to be really good. Like, people would spend, obviously spend hours and days creating these perfect wrestlers and then uh, be on there. A bit of a lost art now in some ways because the most recent, well, it's not a lost art because people still do it, but you, you don't have to write them down anymore because you can just download them off the, on the recent yeah. WWE games. And there's a bit actually on the game to share your downloads. Oh, wow. And they do charts like you can do top rated created wrestler or top rated entrance or top rated arena and stuff like that. But yeah, I used to have spent a lot of time doing those. Yeah, and um, something I loved about those games was the uh, that you had blood on WWF Attitude, which you didn't yeah, have you, on the you, SmackDown you, games. Early you on. do on the um, you do on the new ones. You just, it's just automatically switched on off. You have to go into options. Oh, and turn okay. It on. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, uh, do, 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 do. what's the next question Ooh. oh god right this has been answered but I will uh, I will go on <laughs> anyway Dalton Summit has said we've all heard that tale of Zach Foley and how he created the terrible menace that is Piss Eyes but I believe you have all neglected neglected to ask the most important question of all one that will determine whether or not he be damned or extolled throughout the land did Zach stand to wipe or sit to wipe after blinding that poor child? <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a good question. <laughs> it's one way. <laughs> and there is, a, there is a thread that follows this where it seems like uh, there was a wipe. There was <laughs> fluid motion between stand and shitting just while pulling up my pantaloons. <laughs> Danger wipe. Oh, God. Um... <sighs> My hallmark asked a question that is close to my heart, um, seeing as I've already mentioned it. Um, 
What was your favourite saga from the 90s Spider-Man show, and did you guys like the 60s, 70s version? Mine was the Venom saga, and I'm excited to watch the new movie coming out. So the 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 series that I'm talking about really mm. gave me the love for superheroes, and especially Spider-Man, but the things that I loved about it was it would have, even though each episode would have its own story, it had these over overarching storylines going through it. Mm-hmm. So like a six-episode stretch would be like, like he said, the Venom Saga Part One, and then it have its own title for the episode. So they have these overarching things, um, and one of my favourites was um, I can't remember the, the actual name of the saga, what they was called, but it was when he was struggling with uh, mutating further, and he mutates into the Man Spider. Oh, um, yeah. So he, he he basically you his powers start fucking up, and Doc Connors, the guy who turns into the lizard, he. Uh, does some checks on him and basically has found out that after the spider bite he's still mutating he's still mutating further and (laughs) over the course of these few episodes he ends up visiting the x-men to talk about like being a mutant and things like that so the x-men are in it for a couple of episodes and then like the punisher is in it and then he ends up actually turning into the man spider which is this huge like hulking spider beast thing where he has no memory or control of who he is and is is um stalking the city and the Punisher is then involved as well. So the Punisher is like the main hero for the f- a few episodes. And he's the one trying to track down the man spider and everything like that. It was so cool. That's actually really cool. I had no idea that Spider-Man sort of would transition into that, the X-Men and uh, world and all that sort of stuff. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Blade was in it for a while. There was this um, <laughs> this few episodes stretch that had these like vampires, like this vampire involved. So... Um, Sorry, proper geeking out over a cartoon here, but um, <laughs> there, there's there's these episodes where Peter leaves a bit of his blood in in his locker randomly. I can't remember why. And uh, this other scientist called Michael Morbius ends up experimenting with it, and then accidentally turns himself into a vampire. And uh, Blade is in it because obviously Blade's a Marvel character. So Spider Man ends up teaming up with Blade for a few episodes to try and take down this vampire and stuff. Wow, I had no idea. Yeah, Ace, so good. That's, that's I, I really want to revisit that, that that cartoon. I really, really do. Damn. Cool. I don't have any kind of saga because I didn't actually watch that show, but I would like to check it out. Yeah, do it. It's so good. Oh. Like, as an adult, you realize certain things, though. So you realize that, and I read about this afterwards, even though it's the, there are kind of futuristic comic book things, but like the... The police randomly look at normal police officers, but instead of having guns because of, I think it was Fox who got involved, they wanted, uh, they didn't want real guns in it. So like the police, okay. although just normal standard policemen have like laser guns <laughs> right, randomly. <laughs> like, and you'll notice as well, like, as you watch it, you notice that Spider-Man never, ever, ever, ever actually lands a punch on anyone. Like he always misses uh, okay. because obviously it's too violent if he punched yeah. people. Like cleverly cutting away. Well, not even bit. just that. He just missed. They and then he kicked them instead. Oh, okay. Kicking is less violent. <laughs> not like in wrestling when like somebody would be about to hit somebody with a steel chair and it would just cut to a random person in the crowd. Like, oh, that no. was just censoring though. <laughs> I know, I know. It's just, as a kid, I was like, "Wow, why does the cameraman keep moving away just at the right moment?" Did you ever see uh, how WCW uh, did that? No, censored theirs. So like. <laughs> Where the ch- instead of cutting the camera away, 
where the steel chair would hit the person, like a huge like comic book like zap or bang <laughs> or boom would like come over the top of it, like on the old school Batman series. My God, I can't imagine that. <laughs> You're gonna have to YouTube it. <laughs> it was so fucking dumb. Uh, James Hall, which is better, PS One Spidey or Spider Man Two? I did question him to see if he was on about Enter Electro or whether he was on about the PS Two movie tie-in, which is the one he was on about. So, Tom, which one do you prefer? Um, so I didn't play uh, Enter Electro, but and I actually don't think I've actually played the PS Two version either. I've played the first one, so Spider Man the original on PS Two, but not mm. the movie tie-in. And I've done some reading, and I heard that the movie tie-in is actually a really, really good game. So, oh yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, you played uh, you played Spider Man Two on the PS Two, Eric, haven't you? Yeah, bits and pieces of it. Mm. As the foundations of an open world Spider Man game, um, I remember it as being great. Yeah. Could be rose tinted glasses. I'm not sure. I might see if I can grab it on GameCube. Is it on GameCube? I think so. It must be. I hope it so. must be. Yeah. It's great. Uh really, really good. Um they they nailed Doc Ock um really well in it like in the film. Sweet. Um uh, next see. question. Um one of you guys is going to have to help me here because I don't know what system this is from but Andrew Thorson said one of you guys in last week's episode mentioned something about the original Spider-Man game when referring uh, to the PSX game it looks this like a 2600 game it looks like an Atari 2600 game but I have I can't confirm yeah um, that old school that does this is what came to mind for me huh yeah that's very, that's too old for me that's before my time <laughs> A uh, few more questions here. Daniel Curtis sticks his nose in again and says, uh, so as I'm not here in the, this week, my question is, if the factory sealers had a superpower, what would they be? Mm. Dan's would be complaining. Oh, God, moaning. <laughs> the superpower of moaning people to death or stubbornness. Not spending money. <laughs> which, thrifty man. Which, thrifty man. Which spending money is your superpower, Eric? <laughs> oh, God. I agree. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what mine would be. Something to do with your pinky. <laughs> yeah. Mike's would Being be suffocating polite. people in body hair. <laughs> Raising pinky man. Yes. I don't have much body hair. We've been through this. <laughs> it all migrated to your head. <laughs> Santos Lopez, if Mike Tyson and Zach Foley were on the same show, who would end up insulting more people? Between Mike's women's period comments and Zach's hatred of midgets and peeping children, it would have to go down as the worst show ever. Make it happen. <laughs> I think it would just rub off and all of us would just jump on the bandwagon. And it saying things that we shouldn't be saying. It probably would never get published. Because <laughs> we all have futures of something. Also, I feel like I should put Zach's defense here. Because he said that, uh, let's be careful using the word hate as in hate crime. Let's just use the terms like whimsically, whimsically, whimsically accurate. That's really hard to say together. Whimsically accurate. Yes. That's hard to say those two words together. Or essentially skilled in physics. Also, I didn't hate the midget, just a healthy respect for the distance I need. <laughs> 
Dalton Sutor, if you could shoot web out of any orifice, what would it be? Dick hole. Next question. <laughs> <laughs>